Our institutions have become corrupt. Unconstitutional agencies are infringing on your rights. What will it take for you to open your eyes to the tyranny at hand? You're an American born with unalienable rights, yet those rights are being trampled every day by unelected busybodies. Your liberty was secured by strong men and women of yesterday. Are you willing to let it slip away? You're listening to the Dangerous Info Podcast with Jesse James. Jesse in 1975, New York City was over $11 billion in debt, and the banks were no longer there to bail them out. Instead, the bankers made them sweat never showed up to the meeting, and then created a committee that they controlled so that the banks could manage the city directly. This has been brilliantly documented in the Adam Curtis film, Hypernormalization. The announcement on behalf of the controller is that the offer, which we had expected to receive and announce at two o'clock this afternoon, is now expected at four o'clock. Paul, does this mean that uh, so far nobody wants those bonds? We will be making a further announcement at 4 o'clock, and anything further that I could say now I think would not advance the interest of the sale, which is now in progress. Does this mean that you have not been able to sell them so far today? We will have a further announcement at 4 o'clock. What happened that day in New York marked a radical shift in power. The banks insisted that in order to protect their loans, they should be allowed to take control of the city. The city appealed to the president, but he refused to help. So a new committee was set up to manage the city's finances. Out of nine members, eight of them were bankers. It was the start of an extraordinary experiment, where the financial institutions took power away from the politicians and started to run society themselves. That was nearly 50 years ago, and so you can be sure that the banks manage everything now. Politicians are merely their puppets, which was recently made blatantly obvious with the public display of Dianne Feinstein and her handlers. Um, you say aye. Pardon me? Aye. Yeah. Uh, to say. I, I would like to support a yes vote on this. Um, it provides $823 billion. That's an increase of $26 billion for the Department of Defense. And it funds priorities submitted. Yeah, just say aye. Okay, just aye. <laughs> Thank you. Politicians are only there to keep the people divided and distracted. And they have so far been hugely successful at that. While a cashless society is slowly being built around us, everyone is hyper-emotional about something else and focused on fighting each other, which is most certainly exactly what the banks were shooting for. Because once they get us off of cash and completely onto a digital system, then the banks will have absolute control over each and every one of us. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control 
it's not just about uh, digital forms of physical currency. You can have programmability, you know, um, units of central bank currency with expiry dates where the government decides that units of central bank money can be used to purchase some things, but not other things that it deems less desirable, like, say, ammunition. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Hold on tight, patriots. The road is going to be a bumpy one. These New World Order technocrats are hell-bent on controlling every aspect of human movement through a digital blockchain system. Learn the lost skills your grandparents had as we prepare for a planetary battle against evil globalists that want your soul. You're listening to the Dangerous Info Podcast. All right, everybody, it is Monday, 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 July 31st, 2023. It is the final Monday, the final day of July. Wow, it's moving fast. Welcome to the spiritual battle of our lives, everybody. Powers and principalities, yes. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, yes. This is the Dangerous Info Podcast, where we discuss the mysterious, the esoteric, politics, culture, prepping, survival, and more. And we laugh at the mainstream media. We mock the globalists and their technocracy plans, and we are the only meat-based show that I can think of. And we are God's remnant warriors prepared to bolden up against these anti-human parasites. Welcome to the show, everybody. Tonight's show is episode 105 and we have an in-studio guest tonight featuring Fire Doug, Defending Home. That's right. We're going to be talking about all the ways you can defend the, your house and your family, all right? So it's going to be a big night tonight. Can't wait to get started just a little bit here. Before we get there, I want to say a big shout-out to all of our uh, to our affiliate, DangerousOffGrid.com, all right? Get a hold of Dangerous Off Grid. Go on over there. DangerousOffGrid.com, and you're going to be able to grow food. You're going to learn how to grow food, lots of food, in a grid-down situation, especially if you have no experience. Maybe you're older and out of shape. Well, you're going to be able to learn how to get all the skills to do that. Uh, it's for people who want the fastest, easiest way to produce healthy, delicious meat, eggs, and veggies, all right? Because we know that, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the food system, they're trying to break it all down because you guys know that growing your own food is like printing money, all right? And they're coming after the food, they're coming after the supplies, they're coming after the supply chain. And uh, we just want to make sure you guys, the Dangerous Info Patriots out there, are learning how to be self-sufficient. That's what this show is all about, you guys. So go visit DangerousOffGrid.com, and that's our affiliation with uh, the Grow Network, with Marjorie uh, Wildcraft. And she's going to be our guest next week, so we can't wait to uh, get back her back on the show. Again, it's another Monday. The first Monday of next uh, month is going to be August. Man, it's going so quick. Uh, right now, I want to give a shout-out to our subscribe stars. Fire Doug, he's sitting right here next to me, all right? <laughs> so, Fire Doug, thank you, sir. Ryan Mansfield Show, Carmen Rosario, Jill Bark, Chad Geyer, Mark Javier, Cheryl E., Manny Espejo, Biffermack, Hamhock, Mike Davis, Dwayne and Teresa Lazowski, Michelle Yerkes, Pastor Eric King, and Heidi Human. So thank you all you guys. You guys are our current monthly subscribe stars, and I want to give you guys a shout-out for doing that, uh, supporting the show um, monthly. So that's awesome, you guys. Thank you guys so much for doing that and supporting the show. Um, if you guys are out there watching live, I want you guys to hit your like buttons, uh, subscribe, uh, uh, share, uh, wherever the buttons are. I, hopefully you guys can do that for us, and you're going to help the show grow. So Outcast, how you doing, brother? 
I'm blessed in the battle, brother. Oh, that's right. I love hearing that. And uh, for everybody who, who doesn't know, Outcast was on uh, a, a, a podcast with Dr. Sean Brooks this morning, and I listened to it over at the American Education FM. So welcome to the show, everybody. Here's Outcast. Tell us how that uh, that experience was. I mean, you did great on the show. Uh, you know, working, uh, talking with Dr. Sean Brooks is always fun. And, uh, you know, you got to tell some stories over there that you haven't told here yet. So uh, it was, it was, I liked it. Did you? Oh yeah, it was good. You're really good. Encouraging. I, I really appreciate it. I, um, I tried not to overthink it. Um, I just got up early on Saturday and, uh, we, you know, made a call and it was very relaxed and organic. And we just started talking about all kinds of things. I didn't know at what point he was going to record and what he was going to put in the show, but he, uh, uh, I don't know. He just started asking me questions and it just flowed out of me and, um, I don't know. It wasn't contrived at all. It was just all from the heart. So it, it came out pretty organic and it tells a tale of, uh, you know, if you got kids in the public school system, you, you may want to rethink that because there are very old systems in place that uh, are meant to break your kid's will. And they, they do one size fits all teaching. Uh, not every kid is the same. I know I wasn't. Um, I don't think I'm dumb, but I definitely felt dumb in that system. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it makes so, you feel uh, that way sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, he's, he's the real deal. Um, uh, Dr. Sean Brooks. So he made me, he was, a. I don't not, I don't know if ever anybody could get me to tell that story, but he could, because I understand, I know that he understands. Yeah. So, um, so if any of our listeners want to check it out, um, it's, I think it turned out to be a pretty good episode. It's if you're looking for more content from dangerous info, consider it as such. Yeah. And you know, he's been on the show a ton. Uh, he was just on there last week with us. So, um, good job. If you guys want to go check that out, that's the American education FM podcast. Just go check it all out. He's on rumble too. I don't know if, uh, yeah, you, you weren't on camera with him though, right? No, no. no okay. No, so it's, it's audio only. Yeah. Yep. So go check it out, but, you guys. And, uh, just, Chalk him up to another as another person that you've introduced me to that I never would have met on my own that I'm grateful to to have gotten to know. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks everybody who's uh, watching live, and um, I see you guys out there on Pilled and Pilled Foxhole uh, Rumble. We got a lot of people over there, and of course over on um, um, Twitch. What's going on, everybody in Twitch? So there's a bunch of different. Uh, we're also on CloudHub, D Live, and Twitter. Uh, it's very difficult for me to monitor them because I'm trying to monitor these three uh, again, pilled Foxhole, and rumble. I'm the only one who's doing the production on this end. So it's very tough. So um, I'm just going to be watching those cameras. So if you guys have any, uh, you know, rumble rants, uh, you have any uh, super chats, uh, which uh, some super chats came in this week outcast. So we're going to be doing a raffle here shortly uh, because that silver is uh, that silver coin that we, we are raffling out every week. Here it is. You guys right there. Look at that. One ounce silver. Uh, it's a Troy ounce silver. And it says, don't tread on me. We're going to uh, give that to a lucky winner tonight. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, we had uh, Melissa Piggott, uh, music lover. She's the She was on there and she won. So uh, we're going to do that again in just a little bit. So uh, two announcements. We have two big birthdays, two big birthdays uh, uh, related to the show. Happy birthday to, uh, birthday to Jen Joe and also Manny Espejo. So there you go. Happy birthday, you guys. Uh, I, I put it into our chat room. Uh, we're on, on our gilded, our private chat. So, uh, happy birthday. I'm glad you guys are being a part of all this. And, uh, you hear Jen Joe's voice in the show all the time. You see Manny here all the time. So, uh, just want to give a big shout out to, uh, Manny and, uh, Jen Joe for, uh, for happy birthdays. Uh, glad your parents did what they did. 
<laughs> uh, everybody's telling them happy birthday. Uh, two Wild Irish Rose over on Pill. Thank you for doing all, everything you're doing. I, I'm really stretching over here. Uh, so if you guys see me looking off to the side, it's because I'm looking at the monitor. I've got it pulled way over uh, because we're sharing a monitor with uh, our guest tonight. And he's looking one way and I'm looking the other way. So um, you'll, you'll meet Doug here in just a bit. Doug's been on uh, once before, uh, Fire Doug, and uh, it's, it's going to be a hot one tonight. So I can't wait. So, yeah, no, Hammock, I don't have a lazy eye. Uh, sometimes I do. It depends. But um, you know what I wanted to get to? Um, let me see. I have a little list of notes here before we go. Outcast, you and I and some other friends, we were at an event last Thursday night, a local event. Oh, yeah. It's a political event. Uh, th- there might be some shows, uh, some new people coming out of that that we met, that we talked to, that might be guests on the show. We can't, I don't know if we can tell everybody yet, uh, you know, if we can have any. You can give them some clues, right? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 we have a friend that's running for. Uh, the county executive seat uh, because the, our current county executive seat is, is run by a Soros operative. So, um, you know, I'm not going to promise anything yet, uh, Ivan L, but uh, we'll see what works out. Um, uh, what else? Okay. So I have, do you, go ahead. Did you, did you want to tell them about that, that county seat and some of the inner workings of it and why it's important to us? Uh, yeah. No? Yeah. Go ahead not and yet. do that. Go ahead and do that. I don't know if, uh, so, so for our listeners that are, you know, of course, aren't local, this isn't going to mean anything to you, but maybe there's something in this for you because it may be happening in your town too. But we had a longstanding um, uh, county commissioner who did a fantastic job at defending the county from all kinds of attacks. When I say attacks, uh, Oakland County butts up against Wayne County, which is the city of Detroit. City of Detroit was constantly coming to Wayne County for money, uh, for help with different projects, and. Um, this guy, L. Brooks Patterson, had a, a rule of thumb, and he would say, if it's good for Oakland County, I'll do it. If it's neutral for Oakland County, I'll consider it. If it's bad for Oakland County, I won't do it. This guy budgeted Oakland County's money to the point where there was a, a, a financial surplus, a rainy day fund. and uh, Millions, and millions, got, multi-millions. Millions. Yeah. And, and we became a gold, uh, is it a gold bond standard uh County is that the term? Is that the correct? Term? Oh, for the automation alley and all that stuff. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. So, 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 well, if the county wants to borrow money, uh, they get uh, preferential treatment and or lower interest rates because of the the great standing of the county's financial state. Well, he got sick with cancer, and on his, you know, when he was getting close to the end, there, he said, "I guarantee you that when I die, they're gonna they're, there's going to be no election. They're going to plug in this a Democrat." And that money will be gone in six months, six months to a year. It's exactly what happened. <laughs> exactly what happened. And this guy, Coltair, that they put in there, uh, I found out at this this meeting that we went to, uh, they um, essentially spent the money in a way that is, makes it virtually untrackable. You don't even know what they spent it on. Like secretly, like they found a covert way to, lack of a better description, they they laundered the money. So his daughter has been approached to, to fill his position. Uh, it's a friend of ours. Um, a good Jesse and I met through our buddy Gary, and this is Gary's wife, and she grew up with L. Brooks. She knows how he thinks, and um, she was approached, and they said, listen, you're, you're our only hope to because the goal is to get her to governor eventually, but they need to uh, cr- crawl before they can walk. Yeah. So I think she's, they, I mean, she's, she's got, got uphill, a, yeah, she's got a hard battle, up, uphill battle, like you're saying, hard uphill battle. She's going against the Soros machine, uh, you know, the the whole Whitmer machine, the, uh, it's crazy, you guys, it's, it's wild here. Um, they've, they've been wanting this county seat forever. He's been in there since what the early seventies. 
or yes. 70, somewhere in there. Yeah. And yep, yep. Uh, our county was pretty good uh, up until that, that you know, for, for all those years. It was, hey, you know, I'll go to County, Michigan. You know, guys? Yeah. And, and since Ivanel seems to know who he is, I, I, uh, one of my favorite tales was um, towards the end of his career. Uh, Wayne County came to him and they want, there's downtown Detroit. There's a big Kobo arena where the Red Wings play it's, and they put on a lot of events and concerts. They wanted to rebuild it and they came to Oakland. It's TCF now. If everybody remembers, they changed the name from Kobo to TCF. And that's oh. where the election, those trucks in the middle of the night came up in the back. Remember that? In the back alley Good there? Point. I, wasn't, I wasn't even going it's there. It's the Thank same building. Point. Yep, same, same building. building. Go ahead. So they came to Elbrooks Patterson. They said, we want millions of dollars of help from Wayne, uh, Oakland County for Wayne County's project. And he said, well, that, that I'll, I'll consider it. Can I see the, the budget? And they said, what budget? He goes, I want to see what the budgetary spending is. <laughs> Where the said, money's we at. We don't have. Yeah. And he said, well, I'm not giving you any money without a budget. And they yeah. said, you're racist. Yeah. He became a racist <laughs> right then. Boom. Yeah, so right anyway, then. yeah. Long story short, we met a bunch of people at this event. Uh, a lot of people that can't be named mentioned right now. Um, but we're in the know of a lot of things, you guys. And it's going to be interesting here because, you know, that this this local election here is uh, going to run concurrent with the presidential election in 24. So there's going to be a lot of big things, and we'll probably get a guest or two or maybe more than that out of uh, everybody that we met and, and talked with. And, um, uh, you know, it happened Thursday night, the event. It was covered. You know, media was there. They covered some stuff. Uh, or they wrote about it. And the next morning, within hours, Outcast, the online hate started for our friend. And, we, you know, we, we, we knew it. I mean, we, we've been warning for weeks talking about it if you know that this was coming so there's thick skin and they're smart they know what's going on but yeah the, the hate boom and, and the the hate is 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 cloaked in uh like somebody made uh, actually colter insinuated or implied that yeah um like it very covertly that oh racism is coming back to Oakland <laughs> yeah. county so here's the deal they cannot win in the arena of ideas they cannot no. they cannot present anything of value based on facts so what do they do they they name call and they try to rally their troops based on accusations and and bad vibes. Yeah, that's, it's that's wild. all they got. It, it's wild. It's, it is wild. But but to be you know part of the back, well close to the behind the scenes a little bit. I I say you and I and our friend uh, you know Gary and them. You know we have the we have some things that people don't see or don't hear or access to a few things. Um, so to see that coming from these people, those the crazy left, um, it bounce off all of us because we knew and expected these things were coming. So we just, you know, we just take pictures, screenshots of things as they come and laugh at it. It's like, here we go. We'll just add that one into the, to the pot because it's going to get bigger. It's going to get crazier as the, as, as time goes on. So anyway, let's, let's move on to the next one. Cause we have, we got a lot to do tonight. Um, thanks for bringing that stuff up. Um, let me see, Illinois, we don't have to go into this, but Illinois is allowing illegal aliens to, be hired into law enforcement there in the state, <laughs> you guys. So if you don't feel safe in your homes uh, in Illinois, uh, well, you might feel a little less safe in your homes now because you don't know who's coming. If you call the cops over there, I don't know what's going to happen over there. And I'm not sure if that was the sheriff department uh, can do that now or some sort of a police divisions, you know, they're run by mayors. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's the first uh, thing I've heard of it in, in the whole country right there. So we and got Illinois some, is tr traditionally pretty. Oh no, it's no, Illinois. it's, it's sorry, blue. Was, was, it's it's blue balls yeah, to the bone. Yeah, uh, I was thinking Indiana for some reason. Yeah, now Indiana's. Um, uh, well, it makes sense for Illinois. Yeah, um, we're gonna before we go to our break and introduce uh, our friend Doug here. I got to go. Uh, I've got to show you guys this, and we have to talk about this. You guys remember the um, 
Uh, and it showed right there in, in the Greg Reese video. It showed Mitch McConnell. Remember him last week and he got all bound up uh, talking and it looked like he was stroking out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we that that's how we thought it happened, right? I got to looking closer and started examining and started searching for videos. And I found something that not everybody saw. And I want you guys, uh, Outcast and the the watchers and Doug, your screen, your face is going to come up on the screen on this, Doug, because I want your input too. So I'm going to play this video and I'll I'll let it play. Check this out. What you're going to see, see that lady in green right there? And then the guy in the red tie, and then there's a guy right behind him. So those three are to Mitch's right. She's got something in her hand, like a book, and then also what looks like glasses. Now, it's running in slow motion right now, so you can see. Now, Mitch is talking pretty much without a problem. Now, we're not fans of Mitch. I'm not, anyway. I'm not a fan of Mitch. I don't know if you guys are. No. Mitch McConnell, he's not my favorite. I, I got issues with that guy. But keep an eye on the girl or the lady in green and the guy behind her. Watch, watch them for now. All right. He's saying something to her. She's holding that book out, and that guy in the red tie is watching them too. Guy in the red tie grabs her shoulder, pushes her forward. She puts the folder in her right hand. In her left hand, she has a pair of what looks like glasses or something. Now, watch what she does with her hand. Now, keep in mind, Mitch McConnell, he's still talking. No problem. His hand is sitting there. Boom. Touches the hand. He stops talking. She turns. That guy right there starts smiling. Look. Look at He's smiling because look at They're looking at his face knowing that he's going to stop. It's like he... Did you guys I, see that yes, before? I, okay. just saw, I just saw it today, actually. I just saw that. I saw it, saw it a couple days ago, yeah. Okay. It, 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 it got my attention. I, I see what you see. Did you see the guy to his left? Yeah. Now, I am, uh, I'm, I'm not convinced that he was looking at Mitch directly because he was just far enough back. I don't know if he could have seen his face or not, but he could have been. I'm not saying Did you're you, wrong. I'm just, right, but, no. I, but, the, but the thing I cannot deny is that she walks up, touches his, his arm, and that's where he touch his hand he shuts, shuts down. right yeah. down yeah he shuts right down yeah it's crazy like on cue now i want to show you this next video i wonder and whether there's a symbol they have if 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 i touch you you just stop talking i wonder if they have a pre-plan well you, you know like doug, you know doug there's a video out there floating around where there's the celebrities it's, mitch McConnell, it's actually mitch mcconnell talking yep. and he turns around he's in congress and there's a guy sitting behind him and he goes he he does this to mitch and mitch looks right at his hands yep <laughs> he puts his hand out and then mitch Stops talking. Mm-hmm. Is it, it, he changes his yeah. like his the course yes. of the conversation just like that. So I'm gonna have a um, you know g- this happens to celebrities too. There's videos floating around of celebrities do that. Shaq, uh, uh, what's that that female rapper chick that annoying one that's from the hood? I Car- Cardi B. Yeah, her. There's a there's a bunch of them. Uh, they Why get I, they get I'm touched and they that. just go. <laughs> And, you know, that's it's got to be some sort of MK Ultra kind of stuff. So now I'm going to pull up this next one and put it over top of this. And it's going to show the guy to Mitch's left. Just watch his face's reaction because uh, he sees those three do that to Mitch. And watch his reaction. Path to finishing this guy in the blue tie. Watch. Watch his face. This week has been good bipartisan cooperation and a string of... Uh, 
Watch. There's the touch. Now watch his face. Look at you see that? Yeah, he, he, oh, his, did you see an that? Eye, an eyebrow. Yeah, he, 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 he gave he, a smile and an eyebrow. eyebrow. Let me go back. He gave a smile and right there. Like it worked. Look at like. Hey, look hey, at that. It worked. Hey, it worked. worked. He eyebrows off. and a smile. And he's looking at those three. Shut him right down. Wow. So and what Marvel's, is. Who, who is that dude? Who we don't they? know. I don't know. I don't know. He's a, these are the actual people pulling the strings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not not the people we elected. It's no, these people. No. That's creepy. Thought. So, you know, that's that's a whole pile of people there that I don't want anything to do with. Uh, Jesse, Jesse, I don't want to throw you off, but you could, by chance, do you have that video handy of that one congressman woman talking and behind her is this spacey looking chick with her eyes glazed over and she's, oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, she's, she's talking the whole, um, it's, it's in my phone, but the camera is okay. working on, yeah, I know it's, everybody saw that where she's mouthing what, uh, that other lady was saying, like a, yes. like, like a teleprompter. And she wrote it. Then she, I think she wrote it. Yeah. So she she's did. running through the whole thing. Yep, making sure that she's correct and everything. And she leaned up and say, said something like, hey, you missed something or you you didn't say something correct. I think she correct, tried correcting her. Yeah, uh, yeah. but but the thing uh, was when the, she saw that the camera was on her face or on her, yeah, on her face, she she covered she, her mouth. She, yeah. Yeah, she, covered she pulled her mouth, away yeah. and she stopped doing it. So the, the lady knew. It was weird. That's a whole weird thing too. But this too, yeah. it's like, t- obviously Mitch is in bad shape, but this made him just shut down. You know, by a touch on his hand, and so we don't know if those were eyeglasses, what those were. Did they were they looking like eyeglasses, made to be something else? Don't know. Um, but anyway, that's 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 where you we're know, at. You think about it. If, if she was trying to get his attention, you think she would have been like, like held his arm until he looked at her and said, "Hey, I want to tell you something." But she just touched him and walked away. Yeah, and then that's ironically when he shut down and she stepped into, out. She know. stepped back. She actually just touched and moved back out of the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she hit the reboot button. Yeah, big time. Um, it says uh, it's the left side of hand. One big magic show. Yeah, that's Warrior in the Garden over on uh, Pilled Foxhole. Absolutely. Um, so, wow, it's crazy. Let's, um, uh, Doug, you about ready? We're gonna go on a Chris sure. or on a on a break on a commercial break here, and let me check my notes one more time. We'll come back and we'll do the raffle, and um. We'll get into it. It's going to be a big night, you guys. Uh, let's go over to our commercial break. And uh, thanks for everybody who's watching right now. I appreciate I appreciate you guys sharing. You're, you're chatting. You're checking it all out. And um, um, should be a big show. I'm happy that you guys are all here live. And uh, Outcast. it's the last Monday already in July. We had five Mondays this this month. And uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's already over. It's, over. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, all right, we'll be right back after this, you guys. Well, um, check this out. It's funny. And when we come back, we're going to do this raffle and get into some home self-defense for you and the family. All right, this is the Dangerous Info Podcast. Be right back, you guys. You mind if we ask you a quick question? Sure, go ahead. What you got? Oh, this is we're doing a survey, and we're asking people, what would you do if somebody broke into your house with the intentions to rob and harm your family? Oh, I'd call 811. 811? You mean 911? No. 811 because I'm gonna need to know where to dig a hole. You had a company called Lucifer Publishing to uh, write out the philosophical underpinnings of the United Nations. She turned it into something called Lucis Trust, which still to this day exists at the United Nations as a meditation room with a big, big black cube in the middle and a thousand points of light coming through the roof. And she wrote the 10 rules for the one world government which still exists at the United Nations today. And they are, okay, 
Take God and prayer out of education. Number two, reduce parental authority over children. Number three, destroy the traditional Christian family structure. Number four, if sex is free, make abortion easy and legal. Five, make divorce easy and legal, free people of the concept of traditional marriage. Six, make homosexuality the alternative lifestyle. Seven, debase art, make it run mad. Eight, use media to promote and change mindset. Nine, create an interfaith movement without God. And ten, get governments to make all these laws and get the churches to endorse them. Um, let's just say the one thing not welcome at the United Nations is God. Do you want to be a sponsor of the Danger Simple podcast? It's quick and easy to do, fellow patriots. Simply go to subscribestar.com, buzzsprout.com, or any other support choices listed in the description of this episode and join us today. We aren't beholden to mainstream media narratives because we aren't mainstream media. If that's important to you, then we need your support to continue to grow and spread the message of free speech and the truth. We are just one small show out here competing with these globalist-funded, script-reading shit shows. We aren't down with dystopian nonsense. We're down with freedom-loving, liberty-seeking patriots like yourselves. We are the Dangerous Info Podcast. Please join us today. Stay dangerous, my patriot friends. Stay dangerous. All right, Outcast. Before we get going here, I want to have you do a prayer, um, okay. so that we can get this thing covered up and uh, you know give us uh, a little bit of uh, podcast defense while we get this defending home defense up here. All right, brother. So right. Um, before we get into that, I'm going to leave the screen on up, and you can do a um, a prayer right here, brother. All right, uh, dear Heavenly Father, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Lord of All, we. Um, we are, our hearts are filled with gratitude every single day for the things that you do for us down to the minutia. You meet us in our need. You, um, you answer every conceivable prayer that we have. Uh, you provide for us. You, you put your hedge of protection around us. You give us the full armor of God to put on daily. Uh, you've given us the, the word of God, which is your truth, Lord, um, that, that it may, we, if we seek it and, and dive into it, that we'll find uh, your truth and your your knowledge and your wisdom and your discernment that we can take with us uh, to do battle with the evil that is in the world around us each and every single day. Lord, we are utterly grateful for all of our friends involved with this podcast, people who watch on a regular basis, people who participate, people just quietly support us, maybe pray for us. We thank you for every single one of them. But tonight, Lord, we thank you for our brother in Christ, Doug. He's a great dude. Um, he has tons of knowledge. He presents it in an amazing and humble way. Um, so anoint us all, all three of us, Lord. Uh, fill us with the Holy Spirit. Uh, may your truth and your words come through. Um, people sometimes, Lord, get hung up on on the Ten Commandments where it says, "Thou shalt not kill." I think the real the definition means "Thou shalt not murder," which means planned and meditated murder for selfish greed and gain. It does not mean that we cannot defend ourselves, Lord. So we pray that our listeners all over the place listen to this carefully, gain little nuggets of wisdom so that they can take on this knowledge and protect themselves and feel less insecure, but more secure in knowing that they're allowed to defend themselves and that if anybody threatens their family, um, that they are uh, in harm's way. But Lord, um, 
may uh, you bless this episode in every conceivable way. Uh, keep the devil and his, his, his ways off of this episode. No glitches, no hangups, no, uh, no audio problems, Lord. We know he seeks to trip us up and we know that you are our protection. We cannot thank you for everything you've done for us. You sent Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior here to heal, to teach, um, to instruct us how to live a better life, to call us to a higher uh, standard of living, not being carnal, but rather being godly. May we take that seriously. You've anointed us and every one of our listeners to be in this battle right now at this time and uh, this time in space. You, you are omniscient and omnipresent, and you selected us in the celestial to be here now. We are all on the clock, and we know that means go. Let no one listening take that for granted, Lord. Um, we love you, and we thank you for your hand of protection on this episode. In Jesus Christ's holy and precious name, amen. Excellent. Amen. Excellent. Thank you, brother. Good one. Thank you. I'm glad we got that done uh, right there before we got to let it slip away. So, Doug, I'm going to introduce you right now, brother. Let's give you a proper, uh, a proper song and a proper little intro right there. So, tonight, you guys, we're welcoming back uh, to the show our friend Fire Doug. We, uh, we're going to dig into the philosophy and mindset of home defense in the event you guys have to ha uh, defend your family in a uh, intruder break-in uh, break situation. So, uh, you know, welcome to the show, Doug. I'm glad that you're here again. There you are right there on screen. How you doing, brother? Thank you. Doing great. <laughs> doing great. Okay, I just want to say thanks for that. That's a great, humble, and mm -hmm. uh, thoughtful prayer. Thanks for that. You know, that's, that's what I love about this is that fact we start every everyone about God. That's what it's all about, right, guys? It's about that. Yeah. Amen. That way. And, and that's something I think, obviously, our, our, our country's lost it. Our world's losing it. Yeah. I think it's crucial that we keep this that, that going with that. So that's a nice prayer. Um, Doug, I, and I mean it with all sincerity, I have, ever since I was first introduced to you on the show, I, I get a godly humility off of you, and yet you come with so much knowledge, but you don't act like you're a hotshot about it. You just you bring it in a way that's digestible for us. So um, that prayer was from the heart. Thank you. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you much. Well, awesome. Uh, Doug, you know, somebody said they can hardly hear you, but um, just stay up front there. But anyway, talking about um, what the show is all about, when I, it, I you know, I, I text you to say, hey, listen, we need to do a show about this because we do a lot of different shows uh, that are, you know, have to do with um, self-efficient or, or, or self-reliance. Uh, self-sufficiency, right? We'd like to do these kind of shows uh, and mix them in with everything else that we that we do. So, um, you know, I figured, you know what, Doug, last time we had you in, you talked about the uh, uh, IFACs and the, and the go bags and the get home bags and all the, the preparation on the road. Um, so I was like, well, hey, I bet he knows, you know, he, I think you did firearms instruction before. Uh, we're all firearms people. We're all Second Amendment people here. So um, what a good way to you know, especially if you live in Illinois nowadays to, uh, to learn some things. And I know we have listeners in Illinois, um, but we have to secure our homes. We have to defend the castle, protect the castle, you guys. All right. Homes, home defense weapons, uh, facing danger when it happens. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've been in some crazy situations where unknown people have been at my door and, uh, you know, but you have to have a plan in, in place, uh, in your head, the philosophy and the mindset, correct? Uh, uh, Doug, you know, and I'm going to introduce a, a couple things here, but, um, you know, that's why I cut, I called you and said, Hey, what do you think? Wh what can we do? And, and, and you like the idea. Yep. Oh, I loved it. I love it. And, and that's what, and uh, that was another great start, which I'll mentioned is, is this has been thrown in my face also is that, 
it's your 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 Bible preaching claiming and thou shalt not kill and the glad outcast mentioned that. No, it's thou shalt not murder. And there's a very big difference in that. But the libtards will throw that right in your face. Yeah. Every single time they'll try and do that. And it's uh, I'm glad we bring that up there and we have to get that out there. Yeah. Well, I appreciate yeah. it. You know, I appreciate it. And uh Outcast, what, what do you think about that? Anything on that? Oh, well, no, it's, I'm, I'm glad that he appreciated that because I, it's very important. It's something I struggled with for a long time too. I, I thought, too. well, yeah. as, you know, as a Christian, you know, should I be worried about these things? And it's like, wait a minute, you know, when, <laughs> when God instructed David to go fight Goliath, first of all, he was outmatched in size, but God, God didn't say, all right, uh, go in there naked and I'm going to make it happen for you. Yeah. No, he said, go down to the river and get five smooth stones and put them in your pouch. And I want you to take your sling. Okay. Um, at that time, that was as good as a gun. Okay, because there wasn't guns. <laughs> so, but my greater point is, I mean, at, at no point in the Bible do, are we instructed to, um, you know, people like like to paint this picture of Jesus as being this uh, passive dude, and that he everything goes with Jesus because he's full of love. Yeah, he is full of love, and, he, and his main message was love. But it, he also was strong. I mean, he went into the to the the synagogue and uh, tipped over tables for for the money lending and the money changing that was going on there. So we're not called to be absolute doormats, passive. We have a family to protect. You know, you think about it like this. Let me just throw this out. There's a random thought. <clears throat> you know, if you have a, a mate or a spouse and, and you've ever felt like God put us together, I know a lot of people do. If you've been in a long-term relationship or even a new relationship, you feel like, man, so many things happen where I could feel God just orchestrated us coming together, right? So that means he's preordained both of you for his work. Do you think that he's going to want some criminals to come in and, and ruin his plans or, or to take something from you that he's ordained for you? No. He's, he's given us the right to defend us, ourselves. And I think it's uh, it's just liberals don't even understand the Bible. They don't understand the nature of God. And that's why they, that's why it's foolish to try to even argue with them because they, they are arguing about God from a place of, hum, of human flawedness. They don't know, understand his nature like we do. Um, so, you know, of course, we're not called to be aggressive. We're not called to attack anybody. We're not called, we're called to walk softly and carry a big stick. That's a great point you mentioned is the, the, your struggle early. That was my struggle early on also in a security team I'm on. It, and I, I fought with that in my head and talked to the right people, thankfully, about that uh, that very thing of, uh, can I kill somebody? Should I be? What, you know, understanding the Bible until I got more into it. And they explained it very well, just like you were doing. Uh, make you understand the purpose and what God intended for us and to protect those, protect the sheep, protect other people who cannot protect themselves. So that's a, a very good point. So if other people are struggling, Find the right people to talk to about that. If you're struggling to, they can show you scripturally uh, where that where that is. Great, great point. Awesome. Good, thanks. Well, uh, before we get into it, you know, talking about this uh, home defense and everything, I want to make sure that we read this disclaimer, you guys, because this is very important stuff here that we're going to get into. All right. So uh, Doug was kind enough to throw down some uh, disclaimer points, uh, and I'm going to read those right now before he gets going with his uh, into his weapons. All right. So um, basically. Uh, Here's the disclaimer. It's quick and it's easy. Uh, remember this. Any lethal weapon you choose, must pra- uh, you must practice or do not deploy it at all. Okay? Don't just buy it and, and throw it under the bed or in the safe or whatever. You have to use it. It's, 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 it's a tool. It's like a hammer or a screw gun or whatever it is. Uh, it's a tool. So use it. Get used to it. Um, I am not a, a weapon or ballistic expert. Do your own research. None of us are experts on this. We just know how to handle things. So you're going to have to do your own research on a lot of this stuff too. All right. Nothing mentioned this evening should be implemented without proper training and practice. We always stress that. We've all, all of us have been practiced. I'm a CPL. Outcasts is a CPL. 
I think you're a trainer, Doug, uh, instructor. So, um, you know, practice, practice, practice. Okay. Uh, even knowing all this stuff, uh, you can still some make some mistakes, but the reason that I like to have the practice, um, of touching my weapons and, uh, of knowing where they're at is because I know how to handle them in the dark. Uh, in the, when you're sleeping, you're tired and the lights are out. Do you know how to, you know, uh, access your weapon? Um, I do. I do. Cause mine is think about it. Yeah. I don't want, it's gotta be muscle memory. So don't let it become a, a, a faded memory that you, you know, you're going to fumble with in the middle of the night when somebody's coming up the stairs and it's dark and, and you're in bed trying to wake up from a fog. So, um, let me see. Also know your local laws, like, like here in Michigan, um, you know, safe storage for things. Uh, and, and talk about the stand your ground there for a second, Doug. Yeah. So the stand your ground, and I don't know the law, but I, I'm a firefighter and not a, not a lawyer. Uh, but it, it's basically stating and it allows us to stand, do that very thing. It is to stand your ground. So, and there are some, uh, bullet points they point out for you to, for in order for you to stand your ground, you know, you have to feel that you're, you're reasonably reason believe that your life is in either imminent danger injury or a sexual assault to take place uh, and you can use lethal force. Uh, so it does give you that, uh, that, that legal pass, I guess. And, and, and some of you always want to say, we don't want to kill somebody. We want to stop the threat. Mm-hmm. So it gives us that point to stop that threat, that stop that danger. And that's what that law is doing. But again, know your state laws. You know, all states don't have it. Some do not have that. And you really need to be aware of what that is. Cause the last thing you want to do is get yourself caught up in a, in a situation like that, that you may have been able to escape. And now you're sitting in, in prison because somebody broke into your home and you broke the laws, which probably are not going to correct if they don't allow this to happen. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, what I learned in uh, my, my training, uh, one of the classes was, um, uh, what our guy say, he says, um, you, you think you're in trouble before you pull the trigger. Well, you don't know trouble until after you pull the trigger, because that's yes. where everything starts. Um, once, once that trigger is pulled and that, and that, uh, you know, ejector is, is out, you're responsible for everything sure. that comes out of that gun. So, we're um, gonna talk about that too. Down the road. Yeah. Um, also, uh, your ability, opportunity and intent. That's something I came up with there. Okay. Uh, I, 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 sorry, I didn't come up with that. I wanted to put that in there. Uh, that is some of the things that in order for you to use, uh, some lethal force or attempted lethal force is there, there, they must have this intruder must have the ability uh, this is what they're saying. They must, they must have the opportunity and the intent to commit whatever their, their harm or their sexual assault, whatever that is. So if, if these things don't, uh, apply to that, you're given 12 jurors a chance to basically put you away. Yeah. Um, so you have to make sure, and it's a pretty th- tough thing to analyze in, in a heat of the moment. Uh, but you need to be aware of, of what, Unfortunately, what the law really says and spells out. So please look these things over. Even in Michigan, know what Michigan says if you're the, those people who live here. Yeah. And also the last uh, uh, thing, anything learned here tonight, uh, it's not to kill. All right. This is to self-defend your family and your property. Stop. And this is something that we learn in, in the law enforcement too. And security is, is you, you never, ever, ever, if you this ever does happen to you, and hopefully you have a lawyer that will they'll tell you this, is you never tried to kill somebody. You always want to stop the threat, and that's yep. you know you're taught that in CPL classes. Um, it's never to kill somebody. You you say that, and you're done. You might as well just turn everything in because you're you're going away for a long time. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So now that the disclaimer is over, you guys, and uh, we're just giving you advice of things that we know, things that we've done, and things that we're confident with. Um, 
And, you know, Doug, as we get into this uh, to start it all off, let's talk a little bit. And you too, Alcas, you can throw in on this. The philosophy of the philosophy and mindset of protecting and defending your home, your family and your property. Um, that's, that's a big thing. And in, in all this starts with that mindset. If you don't have this mindset, where, where are we at you guys? I'm asking you to. No, absolutely. You, you have to, you have to be, it all be, begins with the mind. If you're just waiting not preparing your mind before you even before you even go to that store if you don't own a weapon and before you get to that point you must prepare your mind and I hate to always go back to this but for, for me and I think I mentioned this when we were together before is I prepare it in scripture every morning I prepare my mind to prepare my day there you go and it gets my mindset for all the things you're going to run into the the people you're going to run into yeah and it's the same thing with with home defense is you want to prepare your mind walk through scenarios uh, the what ifs. And get and we hate we're not trying to say live in fear, but we're trying to say be prepared. We know this is a, is a pretty challenging world uh, that we live in, so we want to make sure you get that mindset ready before you even even go down the road of a of a weapon of, of any choice, even if it's a just something you find around home to use. Is just be prepared mentally. Yeah, uh, Outcast, what what are you thinking as he gets well, into yeah, this? I love his points, and I, I'm gonna say similar things in a slightly different way <clears throat> in regards to the mindset um, to be, I've said this before on the show, I'm going to say it again uh, in case there's any new listeners. If um, to be afraid of a gun is, is a negative because it's a tool that can be used to think that it's going to somehow take the liberal narrative that it's going to somehow get up in the middle of the night and shoot people is absurd. So you, you to be afraid of anything is is not a good idea. I mean, you, you, you're you're a child of God. You're sent here with a purpose. There's no reason to fear anything. So conquer your fear. Take the right classes. Learn to handle it so you're not afraid of it. Then also to be, let's say you decide, well, I don't really want to deal with that. Okay, so now you're you're afraid of a gun, and then you're unprotected. You get a gun. You conquer your fear, and now you're protected, and then you have a level of security for your household that you feel more at peace with. There's a double positive versus a double negative. Okay. Um, uh, something else, uh, Doug, uh, touched on too. I want to uh, touch on, but, uh, for right now, I, I just, I just lost it, but you get the basic idea. I mean, to, to, to be ruled by fear is, is <laughs> it's never a good idea. And, uh, I think there's a lot of people that just because of the hype in the media, you got to tune them out. Oh, I know what my other point was this too. When I was younger, I was reluctant to own because I didn't trust my temperament. Um, I'd be dry. I drove a lot and I had road rage and I'm just thinking, man, I am not the person for this gun. Okay. For a gun. But I will say that as I drew closer to God and he, and I got the indwelling of the Holy spirit, he gave me more wisdom and more discernment and the anger went away. And I feel, I personally, you have to ask yourself, I feel way more, um, comfortable having a gun now than ever before, because I trust my character. If you are a hothead, if you're, um, if you want to be a cowboy, you want to be some kind of hero, uh, maybe do the rest of us a favor and don't mess around with it. Do yourself a favor because so you'll, you'll end up in prison. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, we've seen people all the time that, that they seems like they're itching to use their guns. It's not a good mentality. This is a tool. This is meant, um, for responsible adults to, uh, defend their households and nothing more. And you hope and you pray that you never, ever have to use it. Amen. Absolutely. Amen to that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So I guess we're going to start, uh, Doug, wherever you want to take it. I've got a paper, uh, All right. some out, some stuff you put here and, and, and we can bounce around if we want to. I, I was trying to figure out how, what the best way is to go about this. Uh, well, after, we, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm just looking over here. We're talking about, uh, you know, 
over on Pilled, there's a warrior in the garden talking about home defense and double odd buck, which we're going to get into all yep. that stuff, you guys. So um, I guess the, the best spa, uh, place is, uh, I would say to start is from my own personal experience is, all right, it's dark. Everybody's in bed. I'm the only one up. Um, and I think about these things before I go to bed sometimes, right? It's like, all right, what, what, what's the whole philosophy? What, you know, if somebody comes in that door or this door, or that window, where, what am I going to do in all these situations? And everybody's sleeping. So, um, you know, the, the worst part of it is what am I going to do in the middle of when I am sleeping and I'm woken up by a door or a window break. So it all starts right there. Um, for me anyway. Um, the logical point for, for, to take it for other people might be, Hey, uh, let's, let's assume everybody is a, is a gun owner here. I, maybe we should start there. Um, and if if you're not, at least you can listen to what we're talking about. Um, you know, you can be afraid of tools and weapons and flashlights and screwdrivers and all this stuff until you learn how to use them. And then once you learn how to use them, the fears goes away. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So yeah, I guess, so if we're establishing that, that, at that point, we already had mentioned, uh, let's make sure you get that mindset. Go through those those scenarios, like you said, you run through in your head. We do the same thing in fire service and, uh, and police services. You you run through those scenarios that might happen. Mm-hmm. It prepares the mind uh, for that. Rather, you're not just surprised. Uh, we, and, you, and you run through those, through those a lot. Uh, I think I mentioned this before also, when we run through these Mayday trainings, we have people, you'll look, look in the mirror in the morning and run through a Mayday call. So when you're, when, when, Shit hits the fan, and you and you fall through a floor. Something like that you can run through that. You know already what to do. The same thing with these weapons, and same thing with the home protection. Mm-hmm. Somebody breaks in, you hear that glass break, like you said. You hear that door get blasted open, whatever. Is how are you going to begin that? What is your what is your priority? What's your first priority? Your second priority? Your third priority? And I think all of us is a, our loved ones is our first priority, and it's and it's getting them to safety, defending whatever it is. Uh, it's it's uh, shelter in place, escape, whatever it may be is knowing those, that, that sequence of what you want to go through uh, yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. And then, we, so we could start assuming we, we already mentioned these and we kind of get maybe into some of the, the weapons that we talked about maybe. I, just, yeah. You know what? I, I had a thought the very first weapon and, and the most basic, uh, I guess, uh, easiest way, uh, an intruder alert is either alarm or a dog. If you have one of those in the house, it's going to help. It's going to help yes, you reaction time. See, uh, we, we have both. Um, but in my in my thinking is the reason I have those two things, alarm and a dog, is because that gives me a little bit of a, a step before the window's broken or the door's bashed in. So that, that's that just helps me out. So that also does a that also does a mental mental reset on the intruder. It's good. It's, it's called the, the OODA loop. Just like if you get oh, yeah, the, if loop. you do yep. you do defensive uh, tactics, fighting, things like that. If you're coming at me and I can do anything to distract you it resets your brain and it's it's a quarter second they, they say it's just like if you're you if somebody comes at you with a knife or they pull a gun if you step off the x you move that it takes a quarter second to perceive it a quarter second to react so that you're buying yourself either half a second so it's the same thing with a, a dog or, a, or an alarm mm. it resets them too so you're trying to basically what you're trying to do in the, in the anytime you're confronted because we're our, we're not the attacker right so we're always just like law enforcement we're always reactive to some threat. So you're doing the same thing. So any, it's a, it's a movement game. It's a chess piece. So you're going to reset them. They're going to reset you and you try to move around. You want to avoid that confrontation at all, at all costs. If I can get them out of the, my home racking a shotgun, we'll talk about that. If that universal sound of a pump shotgun 
if I can do that and somebody hears that and they understand that what they're facing, mm-hmm. that might be all you need. And they ex- exit the building. You don't have to go down the road of the, of the, of the assault. So, um, that's a, a, a very good point. Yeah. I'm wondering, you know, you have the gun safety and training on there. If we should just run over those before yeah. we get into the hand, hand, we could do uh, that. the weapons, that, that might be the that. best way. We could do that. Okay. Let's jump down. Uh, gun safety yep. and training. Yeah. So we'll just kind of run down the list and we'll stop and talk, do our talking points. Uh, and, and so this, again, I know we're, we're, we're talking, I kind of wrote this as if maybe some people aren't around weapons a lot and that's kind of how we're going with it. So we're not trying to insult anybody's intelligence out there yep. that we have a lot of different levels. I'm sure we have some real experts and we have some people with, with very basic minimal knowledge. <laughs> Excuse me. So the first thing, a gun's always loaded. I've been taught that since my, from, from growing up on a farm and having guns set. Our guns were on display in a, in a glass case on, on the farm. Yep. Uh, they were there as displayed. And we've actually actually had to pull one out on an intruder trying to break in our house with my brother and I. We were alone. We were probably, I'm guessing, 10 or 12 years old. And he was trying to pry the door open. And we're, we live in the country, mm-hmm. you know, in Oxford. And uh, so it, it's always respecting that weapon. It is always loaded. Even when it's unloaded, it's loaded. If you have that mentality, you keep yourself out of trouble. Um, so number one, the gun's always loaded. Uh, this is something that is a real pet peeve of mine. You watch, if you go into a gun store and you watch, you can tell who who, who has not been brought up around weapons or have been hunter safety or CPL or some type of, of basic gun classes. You watch somebody handing a weapon back and forth. And I, I'm not even talking the, the, purchase, the purchaser, but I'm talking the seller. You see an inexperienced person behind the counter and they hand a, a weapon over to you without clearing it, without checking it. Maybe we're talking pistol for now and clearing the chamber, looking at it, showing you it's cleared, handing it off. If you go into a gun store and somebody pulls a gun out of a, of a case and they hand it to you without checking that, I personally would say thank you very much and I'd exit that store and I'd never go back in that store again until they yeah. get some responsible uh, handlers in there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I've been around that before in the, in the range and all that. And people, they just, they're not thinking or thinking too far ahead and they yes. forget the safety steps. Yes, they are. Yep. And, they're, and they're assuming you are there because we're all at different comfort levels. And you yeah. do that, you're, you're just, and you're not, you're building very bad habits. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so this is a, this is a big, another one of mine is, and we'll, when we get into the brands of, of guns, I am very biased uh, as to my choice. Yep. And, and there's, and it depends on what your purpose is. And so we'll specify when we get there. Uh, but your finger is the safety. Yeah, I agree. If, if if your finger is in that trigger guard, it is to discharge that weapon at a target, whatever target that may be. So you ha- must get in the mindset that the finger is the safety, not the external safety, not the palm safety, not whatever it is. It is your finger. Um, you know, that's that's a good uh, mindset thing there. And that's all the... Um like, like all my pistols, none of them have safeties correct. because I am the safety. The yep. safety, I always tell people, the safety will get you shot. Yes, okay. Um, and, and the people that I talk to that are looking to purchase, you know, I don't care what brand you buy, uh, just go for the option that does not have the safety because the safety is going to get you, it's going to get you caught up at some point. It's going to mess you up. If you just keep in mind that you are the safety, that's all you need. Okay. And we'll talk about how when you get into the weapons themselves as to why certain ones don't have safeties and why some do, yep. uh, there are reasons why they do that. Uh, yep. just not a fan for a defensive weapon right? or a carry weapon. Yep. Uh, so again, we kind of, we're kind of getting the number one, the other point, basic handling. We kind of talk about that. Uh, just learning, watching the right people and how to handle a weapon, how to ha- pass a weapon off to somebody, um, 
how to handle it, laying it down. All these just very, they seem very fundamental and basic. And I wish I would have got this to you. I, I, I'll see if we had a break. I can get some photos. I can show you something of somebody who did not handle something very safely. Um, the uh, and then we can t let's talk a little bit about this is kind of more on the, on the training side of the. And the this is the the eye dominance for those who don't know. When you're shooting, obviously all of us have a dominant eye. We should have one dominant eye. I, I don't know if many people have both, or I don't think you can have both dominant. I don't know that. Uh, but there is a way for those who don't know to understand which eye is more dominant. And I don't know if we can display that at all. With the, I'm sure you've seen that where you take your hands with the... Yeah, um, I do it. And I don't know if we can do this. <laughs> so you can try it. We'll try it and see. So for those, if, if you're out there right now, you can do this yourself. You take your hands and you can put them together. Yep. See if I can go over my... Goes under, I guess, better. Put your hands together and create like a little triangle yep. in your palms. And, and look, you hold it out at arm's length and look look through that hole and pick something out on the wall or across, wherever that is. And then close, say, start with your left eye. Close your left eye. If that picture disappears in your vision, then you're a right eye dominant. If you close your right eye and it disappears, let me say it right? My backwards. Yeah. Yes. If I, if, I, if I, so both eyes are open, I close my left eye. If that dot you're looking at, disappears then you were left eye yep okay, like like i just did it you know yes. i did mine basically you guys both eyes look through that hole look at something over at the other side of the room and then once you're staring at it close one of your eyes if you don't see it anymore your other eye like my left eye i'm looking at it my i'm left eye dominant because you're gonna actually go and you'll be like um i see it right there if i go this side it just to the right eye dominant does not feel comfortable for me my right. left eye dominant and i'm a right-handed person so yep. Uh, it, and it's you crazy. May, you may swap. I know, like in hockey, I play. I, I'm left-handed <laughs> hockey, I'm right, and everything else. Yeah. But you can also take your same that same formation. I'll yep. bring up here. You can also then draw this back to your eye. Just your and don't keep both eyes open and draw it back, and you will pull it back to your dominant. To the eye. right eye. <laughs> You'll pull it back every time. It's just a way to double check to see. Yeah. So now you understand your dominance. Yeah. Uh, so it'll, it'll help when you start uh, taking lessons. And at this point, I think it'd be a great time to to suggest if. If you do decide to carry, obviously, a CPL, um, and then I still strongly encourage some some good uh, weapons classes to take. They will teach you so many things. Uh, when, you, when you think you know you know it all, you go to another gun class, and yep. then they teach you that you don't know anything. Yeah. Um, there, there's a really good gun class. I have not gone to this one yet, but a lot of friends have taken it. It's, it's called uh, You Suck, It's Not the Gun. Um, and, <laughs> and that's basically what it is. Uh, yeah. the, gun's, the gun's on. Uh, so the eye dominance... Uh, we can talk. I don't know if we want to get into a sight picture. Uh, uh, we don't have to do that. I don't no. think so. No, let's, not, yep. let's go into that one. Uh, a lot of these things are, are hard to talk about. We can just go right to this. the weapons now. I mean, that, we, we just did some safety stuff. I think, we, I think we're pretty good also. Yeah. Uh, let me make sure. Look down here. Now, Cass, anything you're hearing that sounds new to you or different than we learned in the past? Uh, it, you know, I'm such a novice that everything I hear, even though if it's, again, it's valuable to me. Yep. Um and I, I, I don't think I've ever heard the right eye dominance uh, indicator before, and that was cool. And um, yeah, no, I, I dig everything I'm hearing; it's good stuff. Let's let's just uh, before we jump to that, then uh, I want to talk a little bit because we talked before about that mindset in the beginning. Yeah, and because some of these people may not right like right now sitting here today may not be ready for this stage, um, or novice, or or whatever is understanding the difference of cover concealment, and when you're trying to move about your house if you've got to get out somebody's in your home um knowing that difference you know um cover is basically if i stand behind this 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 uh barrier back here mm -hmm. okay it will hide me from mm -hmm. the view which may be all i need to for an intruder to leave they don't know i'm behind there 
But if you know somebody has a weapon in your home or wherever your place of office, where it is, and there are shooting going on, active threat going on, um, you need cover or, con- or you need cover at that point, not concealment. Concealment, I'm sorry, will will yeah. just covers you up. Con- <laughs> you can word. conceal yourself behind a sheet, correct? But you need to cover behind to stop something. The protection, yes. ballistic protection. Yep. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, a lot of people our, don't think about that. Yeah. I always do. And you know, for your drywall, a, a wall, a, a wall in your house is not cover. No, uh, that is not cover it's, at all. It's a sheet. Yes. It's a it sheet is, of paper. It is a sheet. It is sheet. But most shooters, and I don't know the statistics. Most shooters will not shoot what they cannot see. Yep. That's an active shooter type thing. But no, when you start talking home invasion, I don't know statistics on that. Uh, they get, they're going to get what they want. They have an idea in their plan. They get, they get out usually. Um, um just, just a kind of a simple question, but keep you talking, said, uh, guys. Okay. Uh, drywall is, um, drywall is just pa- considered, considered paper. But what about, uh, plaster lathe? I have an old house with plaster lathe. No, that, that stuff better? won't stop it. No, you, you need something very stout and solid to, to block any type of ballistics. And we're going to show a video a little bit, and it's going to we're going to talk about over penetration, and when we start talking about ammo things like that. No, you want to find something that is quite substantial. So you need to be in some type of a concrete, uh, if and that may not be an option in the home, um, or maybe it's if you know you have if you're here here an intruder come in your maybe your kitchen area, and you can go to a room on the other side of that where maybe behind the fridge, the stove, things like that, that might give you some protection if they start just blazing through there. Not too likely in that scenario. More likely in maybe an office setting or something like that, where you need to find something a little more solid and stout to, uh, and, it, and it's and it depends on the weapon, right? It's what cover might be covered for a nine mil uh, handgun may not be the same, won't be the same for an, an AR-15 around. So it just depends on that. It's just you don't want okay. to keep in mind. If but if you can get out, all you can do is conceal yourself. A lot of times that can deter enough because they don't see where you are. And um, I don't want to get too far ahead of you here, but I was surprised. I have, I have a neighbor a couple doors down who is very enthusiastic, new gun owner. And uh, we were at the range and he, I accidentally brought some hollow tips, which I would never use at the range. And he was like, what's that? And I was surprised he didn't know. Uh, for our listeners, do you want to touch on hollow points? We are. And, and what, yep, we're going oh, to get camera. to that. Yeah, yep, we're going to get to that. Oh, that's fine. All right. Um, All right. All right. I've got a question, but uh, Ivan L., thanks for watching. And uh, check your email because I sent you an email. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I think. I don't know if you saw it yet, but uh, good night and uh, thanks for being part of the show. Um, we have a question before we go to the next sure. topic. Hamhawk's talking about his uh, are right-handed people uh, left eye dominant and vice versa for the most part. I don't know. I mean, just I'm just, not. I'm yeah, I'm not either. Uh, same with my bow and arrow. It's like um, I believe unless you have some eye issue, I believe you're if you're right eye dominant, your right eye. I don't know that for sure. That's a good question. Yep. Um, when you go, you go to purchase. They can, if you go to a, a reputable place, they can help assist you with that. Yeah. Uh, as far as selecting, you know, left or right hand weapon. Yep. I just had to run outside because uh, my chickens are making something Uh-oh. crazy noises out there. But uh, uh, there might have been a hawk, but what they're a, they're okay. What a night! <laughs> Do we need weapons? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have. There's plenty around us there right are now. Plenty so. around us. Um, yeah. If we do, I'll take care of it. But. Um, all right, let's let's move okay. on to where okay. you were at. Yep. So we want to jump back to, to talk some weapons, maybe. Want to get on that topic? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so what we'll do is we'll kind of go through and discuss some different options, different weapons. Uh, I'm sure Jesse will 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 share some opinions what we feel. And again, these are all a lot of opinions, especially when we start talking ammo. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of varieties, and you'll get thousands, hundreds of thousands of of opinions. So, again, do your research. Uh, find out what fits, talk to some reputable people about it. But let's start with like pistols. As typically people think of as one of the first 
uh, lines of defense in a home. And uh, so we'll talk about some of the the positives and negatives uh, and get if people have questions or bring up some good points, please. If you have some better input, bring it up. Um, yeah, I'll be checking the uh, the yeah, chat rooms here yeah, while we're going. I'm sure there are a lot of, of great uh, expert people out there. So yep. uh, we're not talking about brands just yet, but a pistol being easier to conceal, easier to maneuver around a home, um, easier to, if you if you get into a scuffle with somebody, you can kind of, you have to have a place to put it. One day we'll, we'll talk about that. But it's a little bit easier to, to manipulate as far as moving about a home compared to a rifle or a shotgun. Um, typically less, less expensive to, depending on the brand than a rifle. Uh, probably, it again, depends on a shotgun, but usually it can be a little a less expensive. They, it's, uh, you do have a lower terminal velocity. So we're talking our, our, our ammo speed and we're going to say ballparkish 900 to a thousand feet per second, say 900 to, to 1100 feet per second. Uh, when we start talking about, we get into, our objective uh, with the ammo we use. So your, your, your speed's a little slower. So a slower speed with a hollow point where it gets some mushrooming, uh, that energy is absorbed by the impact. So if it does go through somebody or you miss a shot, it's likely more likely to slow down through, uh, through walls versus exiting, going to your neighbors. Um, the, uh, some, some obviously disadvantages are training. Uh, for those who don't have a lot of, of pistol training, they are, uh, they, I think they take more. I'd say they take more practice to understand them. And here's something I learned oh, quite a long time ago I started doing a lot of pistol classes is if you're a new shooter and you go out and you start, go to a range and start shooting, expect to do quite well. And then, then as you go through training and you learn more grip, stance, all the different techniques of shooting, uh, body positioning, the things you're concerned about, trigger control, you'll notice, don't be frustrated, but your grouping patterns will diminish uh, mm-hmm. because you're trying to now implement all these different things you're learning and considering. So it will. it's very typical. You start out well, you'll diminish. It will climb back up. Don't lose hope in that, but keep practicing on it. So they do that's take a lot good, more practice. That's good to hear. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I went through yeah. that too. Yep. Years, Just about every ago. shooter will. Yeah, yep. you'll, you'll realize that. And, it's, and it gets frustrating. You hear people say, oh, I, I was so good. Now I'm just horrible. Well, that's fine. We yeah. all did the same thing. You, you will, as long as you keep practicing, you will gain it back. That means you're learning the knowledge and things you have to be, you're thinking ahead of what your weapon could do and jamming and stovepiping and things like that. Yep. Uh, so then we can talk about the, the types of pistols. And, he, and we, we're talking semi-automatic to a revolver, to even a single shot. I wouldn't suggest a single shot in nope. a home defense. <laughs> uh, personally, I would not suggest a revolver. Uh, I, do I like revolvers? I love them. They're fun to shoot. Yep. Uh, but remember this this topic tonight, and so so we don't get – I know there's some people out there, they're diehard 1911 people, they're diehard revolver people. I'm not trying to offend anybody in, in their weapon. All we're trying to talk about is what we believe are best options for home defense. So yep. that's we got to keep that in mind. So I believe your semi-automatic is, is the, the more superior weapon uh, for home defense. You have the most amount of uh, rounds you'll need, uh, and there I, I feel a little easier to control. Yeah. Jesse, would you would you agree with that? I think. Yeah, that, I do. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, you know, the, how are you going to reload a you know a, a revolver in the dark? It's very hard to do that. I mean, and there are good people who do it, but there they're are. Marks, they're marksmen. They're, yeah. they're, they're not your average Joe. Like there are. Are, yeah, yeah, when you're going to wake up, oh, we yeah. just like. What the noose uh, noose nooker says over here on pilled, uh, talking about handguns. He says always always chambered. Yes, always chambered. I always. never, I never. You know, if it's not chambered, it's you're not you're not keeping yourself safe. If it's not chambered, just throw it at him. Yeah, I throw tell it people at all the time. <laughs> just just take the gun. You'll have better luck. Just throw it at him. Hit him with it. Yeah. Uh, your time, and and 
somebody's going to say it, and we'll get it out there right now. That this twenty-one foot rule—that's not a rule. That gets that is such a, an overused uh, phrase that that somebody came up with. But your timing, if a threat is comes at you, is is very minimal. That's why it takes repetition and practice, dry firing things like that. So if there's not, we call it one in a pipe. You'll hear people say that there's one in a pipe. Yep. If you're not carrying one in a pipe, um, you're not doing more it right. than likely. It's it's a mentality that somebody put you into. Is that somebody said you'll have time to chamber it? You have a, you don't you don't have that time. You need nope. to have the faith and the trust in your weapon and yourself to keep one in the pipe like that. Yeah, and remember, you guys, I'm from all this. I'm coming from the standpoint of I'm being woken up by a loud crash or something in the house. Your mind is not right in those three to five seconds, maybe ten Correct. seconds. You want to be able to grab that piece that's right next to you with not. And not think about having, oh, oh, do I have one loaded up? Is a safety on? No, none of that crap. You don't have time for that. You grab and go, and it's going to be ready. That's an excellent point of of that mental, that mindset of where is that gun at? Where is it staged at? Did I chamber it? Did I not chamber it? That's a very good point because you won't know. If you if you go back and forth, that's the worst thing to do. Yeah, don't ever go back keep and forth. In a yep. pipe, uh, that's, what you're, that's your choice to do that, and I, and I get why people might do that. But don't go back and forth. Stay that way, and eventually you want to get it where you, you're comfortable enough to have that one always chambered in there. Yeah. Excellent, excellent point on that. I remember early on, early on when I first got my CPL, this was I don't know how many years ago, but um, <clears throat> I was doing the same thing because I didn't feel comfortable carrying. I, well, actually, the first couple of weeks, I, I carried completely empty. I just put the you know empty mag in there, and I carried that way. Uh, and uh, just to get used to the feel of it, what it felt like going in and out of the truck, working and all that stuff, then I started – uh, chambering and, you know, carrying live mags. So that's a good um, point. And that's a good way for somebody who's not comfortable to start. Uh, that's a great, great teaching method. Yeah. I just, I just felt more, uh, I felt more confident. Yep. You know, I had the mag yep. over here. I just kept it in my work bag, but yep. I would not carry it for that first probably week, week, week and a half. Um, that's a great point. Cause if you're not ready for that, you're probably not ready to pull that trigger. Yep. So I think that's a good point. <clears throat> um, good but again, it was mindset training for myself. You know, it just, it felt right. Um, Hamhock says revolvers don't jam as much, correct? <clears throat> they don't jam at correct. all. They don't jam at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only thing, if it, if you pull the trigger and you have a dud, it won't go off. Just get rid of that one. Throw, throw another one in. So so why are revolvers not as um, as recommended? Well, you have speed first of all, well, yeah, speed. First of all, you have your revolver, and, and it depends on which revolver you have. Um, you can have a little, a little tiny, I have a little 22 one that has like four rounds in it. You get up into a, like a 686 model uh, Smith and Wesson. I believe it's seven rounds. I'm not sure. So you're very you're limited in your in your rounds, your round count. Uh, control. I don't do a lot of revolver shooting. I used to. Uh, control. From I've talked to other people aren't aren't. It's a little more difficult to control. Um, and then somebody out there may say, "Well, I don't think so," and that, and that's fine. Um, for me, it's easier to control. Is it easier for you to yeah, control? Yeah, I, I use a, th- a 38 special. And and we'll and they'll talk about. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more when we start talking to, about the, uh, these pistols. We're going to talk about bore axis. And, yeah. And, and bore axis, if, if I'll, t- I'll mention it right now. If this, if my hand is holding that gun and the, the pin is my barrel, so here's the end of the muzzle, this, my hand is holding the grip. This point line right here is the axis, right, of your, your round. Yep. I'm going to exaggerate a little bit. If I have a weapon that... I'm going to lift up my barrel with my fingers. As, as my hand is way down here now, you see the difference of that bore axis? Yeah. Oh, okay, can you see that? If I bring a gun that brings a barrel down towards my hand, closer to this, my, my the pocket right here, my fingers, 
or I get it way up here, you get higher bore axis. Um, typically, in, uh, in, uh, in automatics, you'll get a lower bore axis, so it brings it closer to your grip. And what that does is, let me see if I can slide back. If I hold this gun here, and it, it, the muzzle the muzzle kick, can you guys hear if, if I do this? Yeah, you know what? How about if I do it, and then okay. you explain okay. what I'm doing? Okay. Right here. So I'm, I'm going to be up yep. higher. So he's now holding that. Now, if, as, as that, the higher that axis goes, and as that round goes off, that gun wants to lift up more. It'll, it'll, yeah. it'll kick Good. up, rise up more. Up. Up. The, the lower that borax is towards your hand, it, it transfers the energy down your arm. So it's, yep. it's imagine that line, that borax is going in line with your arm. If I could hold a gun, ideally right in my arm's length, that's, that's more ideal. It absorbs that kick. It doesn't want to rise as much. Yeah. The more rise we have, and that's strength, that's strength in your hand, it's grip, it's stance, a lot of things like that fall into this. But the, the, the more I rise, the faster and, and less accurate I have to come back on target. Yep. So if I go boom, 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 each time I lose my sight. My sight picture. Yep. If I go boom, 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 I can get on target faster. And again, that's a lot of different factors go into it. So certain guns have a higher bore axis, and I believe most I I believe revolvers have a typically have a higher bore axis. The yeah, because the handle's so down the low. So down low. Yeah. So you 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 there's a lot more others that go into it, but those are some of the, the points on it. with the auto semi-automatic. You have a lot of ammo, um, and if you're in a in an event where you're trying to defend somebody that you're maybe not at home and you need a lot of rounds. Yes, you're responsible for every round, but uh, I'm telling you right now, people don't go down a lot of times with one round because people don't know proper placement yeah. and, and get that proper target. Um, the reason now I don't carry my 38 special. I just like to have it because it's a great gun. It's, yep. it's it's all chromed out. It's yep. sweet. Uh, I like shooting it. I have fun with it. Um, but the, what I like about shooting it the most is that it's so heavy and it doesn't move. Yes, that I mean is that a, thing stains right there. That is a plus. Yeah, that is a plus. Uh, yeah. But whereas my semis, you know, you, they you get that pop in the rise. Yes. You kind of kind of have to fight those a little bit. So it basically is going to come down to, to preference, yep. um, whatever you guys are most comfortable with. And I go shoot them. Yeah. Go shoot, go go, shoot go everything. Go to a range and shoot them. You can go, and I think a lot of these ranges, you can go for 20 bucks. You can go shoot any weapon they have. You got to pay for the ammo, yep. but they'll let you rent any gun. You go, go try it. We're all built different. Yep. Uh, muscles, different things like that. So you want to find what fits. I like having the most, but I also use my weapon the same that I carry. I, I have for outside the job for the security details. So I like to have as many much ammo as I can. Yep. Uh, not knowing what you're confronting. All right. Uh, we can probably skip over. Uh, we, we don't get under the action of the weapon. No, we don't let's, do that. We're not going to nope. do that. Um, so let's go skip down to uh, rifles. Uh, yeah. And talk about rifles. So that's pistol basics that yes. we're, we're talking about right there, you guys. And. Um, uh, I think you covered it pretty good. I'm just looking for some more things here. Yeah, um, anything that to... no, everything yeah, everything makes sense. They say so. Okay. Yeah, let's let's go on to the rifles. Okay. Which for well, go ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll chime in. So we'll talk. Okay, so... anything from you? <laughs> Sorry. Oh uh, no, uh, no, I think I'm good right now. But you, I'm really enjoying this. You guys are. I'm learning a ton. I had no idea about the barrel. The um, what do you call it? The borax. Yeah, borax. Yeah, yep. the borax. Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, good stuff. I'm really appreciating this. Actually. Sure. Sure. So, so with rifles, uh, I've seen. So now you're looking at, at an increased cost, a difference, a big cost difference uh, to a pistol when you start getting a rifle because you, you're not just buying a rifle. You have to buy. We all have to. We have to dress it up and jazz it up with with optics, things like that. Furniture, furniture on it. Yes. <laughs> so you won't buy one and just leave it alone. So yep. uh, they get quite a, quite expensive. So you're talking a little more costly if you're if we're now we're talking 
we need to be, uh, what can I afford to do, I guess, if I'm going down that road? Uh, they have a, a greater terminal velocity. So your bullet, uh, take an average 5.56, you're coming out at you know, 3,000 feet per second to compare to, a, say, a 9 mil. Yeah, basically, uh, right now, he's talking about AR-15, you guys. Yes, uh, yes. AR-15 AR rifle. Um, yep. And if people have questions they want to see, we can we can bring pictures up. If, you got, if people want to see some pictures of things, we can do that. Yep. So, uh, they, so they have a greater speed, but muzzle velocities come out a lot faster. Uh, so they're a lot easier to control. So anytime you have you have multiple points of contact, so you might have a pistol grip, you're holding the forearm, plus you have your butt it up in your shoulder. You have much greater accuracy with rifles. That's why they typically are easier to shoot. Same with shotguns than a pistol. Um, so those are some of the, the advantages. They obviously were more expensive. We mentioned that they're more difficult to conceal. They're less maneuverable if you don't know how to maneuver them around. If you are, if you have a threat going on in your home or say in your place of business, and you're you're trying to assist in that and you go to move around. If you don't know how to move with a rifle and the person, the opponent knows how to move better, you, they can get it from you. They can gain it from you. If you don't know the, the tactical movements, Yeah, a um, lot, lot more advanced than that. But if I have to move, if I have family member that's, it's, things are going downstairs, maybe live in a, or whatever. And I go, go after them. So I'm going to go after them. Yes. I have accuracy and I probably would still use my rifle. I'll, I'll risk the maneuverability on it, but just knowing, you know, rounding a corner that they see that barrel coming before they see me. Yep. So therefore they have an optic to see, they know something's coming versus if I pop that around that, that corner with a, with a pistol. Uh, you know, and your options and, and, uh, rifles, we have bolt action, semi-automatic lever actions, uh, again, in semi-automatic, or I'm sorry, automatic. Obviously not gonna see any automatics. Um, if you, if you, people have them, I have friends that have them. Um, but I, I, in that area, again, I'd suggest semi-automatic. Um, you have you have multiple rounds, again, at your disposal. Yeah, I mean, typically, they're going to come in 30-round uh, mags. I usually keep 29 in. Um, oh, a couple things here. You can mess with that. That's an AK. Oh, uh, okay. Um, right here, you guys. This is uh, I keep the sticker around here because it's uh, black guns do matter. And this is what he's talking about right now. So... AR-15, I usually keep – now, that's that's one a prop one that I – it's a real okay. one, but I use it okay. for the show because okay. see how I wrote the AR-14 on there. What I write on I, there? AK-4 AK, – I don't make glasses. Let AK, me see. AK-14. Turn around. I wrote AK-14 on there. That was because of the Joe Biden thing. Remember that <laughs> Joe Biden deal? So that that's an that's an AK-30 round mag right there. I keep 29 all the time, but go ahead. So, no, that's that's a great – so here I, I, you got – 29 rounds, yeah, 30 rounds. Now you go with a bolt action with the with the mag in there, you may have three, four, five rounds, depending on what it is. Um, lever action, I wouldn't do less. You're going to be in a cowboy movie. I yeah. just wanted to point out that, you know, the options that you have. Yep. Um, moving on to shotguns, uh, a great, a great home defense weapon. And we're not talking ammo at this point. We're not talking ballistically. Uh, we're talking just the weapon itself. These are all great weapons. It depends on your training, what you want to, what you want to learn. But we're, if you want to be stay more basic um, and have that home defensive shotgun is a great one. The one of the bigger reasons, and I suggest a pump shotgun, and I mentioned it before, is that universal sound of racking that shotgun. Now that's saying you're you're going to keep that weapon either with one not chambered in the in there because you'll rack it out. Yep. Or you just rack one out because if I can if I can deter somebody from coming up stairs or coming into my room, I can rack that gun and they know that sound. Typically, intruders know that sound. That may be enough to deter them, and now you don't have to go down the road of having to shoot somebody. Um, yeah, I think everybody knows that sound. I think so. <laughs> like you I said, think so universal too. sound and uh, outcast. I mean, people know. I don't. Now, yeah, there's. That's the shotgun is my weapon of choice in the house. 
the way that my house is set up. Um, because typically it's going to be nighttime. Now, if it's a daytime thing and I'm already awake, I'm going to, I'm going for the AR, but typically it's the shotgun for me. Uh, yep. number one in there because it's a, mine is a lot shorter. Um, I can put mine's like a Marine, uh, mine's that Mossberg 590 that, okay. you know, so yep. I could put a lot in there. I could put, I think nine in there. Um, and I always keep it chambered too. Cause you know, if they're in the house, they don't need to hear the, the, the racking of the slide. They're going to hear something else. Yeah. <laughs> that's true you know that's so, true yeah that's true well i think I, I think it's good to note too that mossberg uh is affordable too so you can get yeah you know into into a, a self-defense gun for under 500 bucks more like yep. 350 to 500 so it's <clears> a great mossberg uh, great one level 870s one now yep. with a mossberg i will say uh once you start learning to clean taking apart they're a little more challenging than let's say remington 870 uh they're quite basic so if you're looking for a basic one remington's got a very simplistic to take apart yep because you need it to break it down and but it doesn't mean you can't do it it just takes a little more practice just like any other weapon yep uh, but a great choice again you have same similar issues it's a larger weapon to control uh to, to maneuver around around your uh the home uh but that brings a good point is the weapon depends on also your home and your situation um and again, you have the same option. You have a pump option, semi-automatic, single shot, or like a double barrel. I just want to throw some out there. Again, I'd stick semi, semi-automatic or or pump. Yeah, um, would be my preference. Semis are nice in the house, so you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think about it. Yep. Uh, they're also nice hunting. I have a different one that I use for hunting. Uh, that's a pump, and I wish that one was the semi-auto. You know, yep. the Browning yep. makes a great semi-auto. Yep. yep. Um, but you know, it's just. As long as you have a shotgun in the house, but uh, you know, like you said, Outcast, they're cheap enough. You can go get some other ones. I mean, that's why I like to have multiple ones, uh, and I like different gauges too because uh, my daughters, it's easier for them to shoot a twenty, and twenties are so much more fun for me anyway. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. Yeah, and they'll do the job. They will definitely do the job. Yep. You know, I, I didn't mention it. I'm gonna throw it out there because I did. I went around pistols. I said I was gonna mention Brandon. I I am a Glock. Yep. Uh, the Glock boy. Uh, I am a Glock boy <laughs> all day long, and I was an yep. anti Glock boy. In the beginning, uh, in the beginning, it yeah. was, and when I went through some very experienced instructors, uh, and you learn the weapon because it was ugly to me. I went by mm-hmm. oh, that's an ugly gun, it's a basic ugly by gun. Lux. I want something better. Yeah, and uh, it is by far, and, and my, and I, I trained quite extensively and uh, with very, very, very knowledgeable, experienced trainers, uh, world class trainers, and they are Glock people. And now, a 1911 person I know is sitting out there. I, I guarantee it. So I have some 1911 fans, and that's fine. I'm talking for home defense, uh, simplicity, um, hammerless, no external safety. The Glock doesn't it does it doesn't have any external safety. Again, your your safety is your finger, uh, because in the heat of the moment, and I know this can bring up some arguments with people, is we start talking about muscle memory. Now, if you train with a, a weapon that has, say, a, a Sig, uh, pick one, I don't know, two two six, whatever and you go in and it has external thumb safety and you flip it off, you need to train doing that. Yep, okay? that's another step. You have to practice. Don't just go in there to the range and flip that safety off once and, and practice. You need to practice every single time flipping that safety off. Or not every, you want to mix it up, but you want to get in the habit of, of practicing with that, drawing it, pulling it, dropping the safety down before you're firing. Mm. Compared to a Glock, you're pulling out your, your fingers to safety. Um which brings up other weapons. Some have palm safeties. Uh, you look at like a, a Springfield, I believe it's XD, has a palm safety. So the, the, it's right in the back. So when you grab the gun, you grab that grip, you, you're depressing with your palm. I, I think those are fine uh, because you can't fire that weapon 
without a good grip on there. Yeah. So you don't want to fire without a good grip on there. Um, I, I just shy away from external safeties for home defense or for carry weapons. It's one more thing to do that you can flub up in the heat of the moment when you have literally about, if they're in an average large room, you have about 1.6, 1.7 seconds to get a lethal shot on them. And that's if you're training in it. If you're not, now you've got to group a lot of shots to, to bring them to stop them from getting towards you. Um, but I just wanted to cover that again. I'm a big Glock fan. I don't know if you are, Jesse. I don't know if you. you yeah, I, 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 um, this is what I want to bring up. So I like, you know, the Glock, the G19s, um, you know, with the full mags. You know, I love those double stack mags and all that. Um, but I'm also Smith, Smith and Wesson fan. I like yep. the MMPs. So yep. those MMPs, are my two. And MMP, which <clears throat> model, does one have not have an external? I don't recall. I, I don't. Oh yeah, none of mine have external. Okay, um, they do not. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that, that MMP is a, is, a, is a great option. Yep. A, I like the MMPs. Yep. Now here's the thing, you guys. Uh, the philosophy, another philosophy mindset point here. Um, Glocks. There's probably the most Glocks, uh, semi-automatic Glocks laying around. So if you have a Glock in your house, something goes wrong, um, you're out of ammo uh, because there's so many Glocks out there in the world. There's so many mags out there in the world. You're gonna you're likely to come across a Glock mag somewhere, all right? That you can just grab, throw right into your uh, pistol. So that's one reason why I like to keep multiple brands. When I say multiple, I just I keep you know two or three, maybe four, um, because if something happens and I'm out of a certain, you know, the, the my Smith and Wesson mag is not gonna fit into my Glock, but I'm gonna find a lot more Glock mags laying around just because there's so many more. Uh, it, it might be changing, changing a little bit now because, you know, Gla or, um, Smith and Wesson has got so many out there. Uh, but, but again, now Sig Sauer, so, you know, the military weapon now, there's a lot of those out there. So, um, you know, that's, that's very important. They let, they make a lot of, uh, the, the rifles in nine millimeter and guess what mag they take a Glock mag. So if you end up in your, in a, some sort of a spot, uh, a tough spot to be, and you might have to toss your weapon away be, or whatever, or if there's some Glock pieces laying around, you're going to be able to use those. Yep. Um, it's, it's, I think of it as like this is the, the most common engine ever built in the world is a Chevy 350. So I want to have a vehicle around that's got that motor in it because I know there's a million other parts laying around and I'll, I'll, I'll run into one of those somewhere along the, the way to help me to get my destination and same thing with the glocks because there's so many of those mags laying around uh if you have a glock mag or a glock hey there's a bunch of mags over there that somebody's got for you thank you i'll, I'll use those yep. um, um yeah go ahead. speaking speaking as a relative novice compared to you guys <clears throat> that's the same philosophy of why i choose to buy nine millimeter yes, ammunition correct. because it's the most common ammunition on the there planet. you go yep um, and ballistically so I, I, yeah but i've never heard the the glock argument i mean i don't if I have, I didn't retain it, but that's a really good point. That that makes it yep. a lot more appealing to me. I get it. Mm -hmm. Glock also has the the lowest bore axis. So when we were talking bore axis before, so it has a low. It brings that bore axis the most in line with your arm at this point. Yeah. From the research I've done, I don't know if any other manufacturers has accomplished what Glock has. That FN might. I think you have an FN, don't you? Yeah, I have an yeah. FN five hundred nine. Yeah. <clears throat> does that have it? Is it? It's pretty low. Is too. it pretty low? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's probably not as low yeah. as the Glock, but okay. No safety. It yep. has a lot of, a lot okay. of the check. I'm checking a lot of boxes yep. here. As there are know. a lot of options. Like I said, we have our, everybody has their preferences. Okay. You know, it's where you come from. And we're not trying to discourage anybody from what their choice is, what they, what they have. Yep. We're not saying go and sell what you have at all yep. by any means. No, just practice with what you have. Yep. Uh, let's, uh, so let's move off of uh, yeah. the weapons. Let's go on to some other options here. 
So we'll talk about some uh, bladed bladed weapons. So obviously talking knives, uh, maybe you have a sword. It might be a good option. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, There's a sword a up there behind yeah. that flag right there. There's a big sword I, I, over there. I got a house full of over swords. Here. Okay. Yeah, and it's okay. sharp. It okay. is a sharp sword. It's uh, So yeah. don't leave anything out. And if you have something, that may be enough to intimidate somebody to never enter your home or, or to, to exit immediately. Uh, obviously, it's a lot, a lot uh, less expensive than than a firearm, uh, and you can do great damage uh, with with very little. I don't say no training, but anybody coming at you swinging a knife, just like somebody says, if somebody's coming at you swinging a knife, and they're very close, you probably don't want to mess around the time you have to pull a weapon out. You're going to be cut up before you can. You better be planning <clears throat> going hands on and try and stop them from swinging that weapon, that knife, before they cut you up. You just won't have time to pull that that. Uh, that gun out, especially right. in a home. A home is very a lot of small rooms, so yeah. you just keep that in mind. And you can, like I said, you can do a lot of damage with that. So some a disadvantage, though. You know, uh, th- talking about that right there, um, I knives scare me more than guns. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. always uh, because they're so small, you can't yeah. see them. People can come right up to you. I mean, if you're, you know, get one of your jugglers hit, you're done. There's yes. nothing you can do. You can get shot a few times and, and live through that, but yep. you get you get stabbed multiple times. I mean, that that stuff is not going to just stop. Nope. And stop bleeding, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, that's just like the military. Scary, you look at military when they use them. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just like military ammo. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's pointed ammo, pointed non yawling ammo compared to hollow point defensive rounds. You know, that's why military uses those because you think about it when you're in a, in a war, I don't want to shoot you to kill you. you okay. I, I, I want to, they want, they want to, because they use like our, it's typically like kind of like a target rounds for those who don't understand it's There's no hollow point. They don't fragment, they don't, they don't mushroom. It's a round they ball. Go, they go right yeah. through you. But what that does is, so if I shoot you in a war, I just, I, I'm done. I take one person out. If I wound you, I just took three to four people out. Yep. Because it takes three or four people to go get them and carry them, doctors, things like that. So that is a strategy with war. Whereas our home defense, we want to sh- we want to shred the insides, basically what you want to do. Take the it's, insides yes, out. Yes. So it's basically a knife too. So a knife, you, you cut somebody by slashing. Yeah. You're taking them out very quickly. Yep. If it's not within seconds, they're going to they're bleed out. You hit something critical, like you yeah. said, a juggler or something like that. Uh, like you said, that stuff happened in uh, Vietnam yes. <clears throat> because they they realized that the uh, AKs that we were getting shot with uh, were just taking guys out and killing them. We didn't have to pick them guys up. Yep. So we switched over. I don't know what we were using before then, but when those uh, the M4s came out, <clears throat> like you said, that ammo, they wanted to uh, make them a little bit smaller, and that way you're – you know, like you said, you take out several people by hitting one. Yep. So yep. it's it's a pretty smart tactic. Yep. But it's very smart we're, tactic. We're you know talking about home. We want yeah, yeah. we want to stop them. Yep. We do getting into your room. Yep. So now, so we talk about some of the the, uh, the disadvantages. Um, yeah. You you got to be close proximity, right? So we're down to now a knife fight, and now we're in the we're in the battle. We're pretty much in a fist fight and a brawl at that point. Um, so there are some definite disadvantages. Um, that you can just do a very experienced knife person or weapons person can, can disarm it and take that from you mm-hmm. uh, and turn it back around on you. So there, there are some things there. And then, then you just basically talk about if, if you, you probably should take some knife classes, things like that, and understanding the difference of how you're holding it. If you hold the blade pointed up, you're more of a stabbing point versus the blades down, you're kind of going at more of a slashing motion. Uh, right. More destructive, in my I, opinion, things like that. I do like holding it this way. I do too. But now, uh, yep. let me show you guys. Uh, instead of yep. you know, instead of like you know, you're cutting tomatoes in that's the house, how you're, you're jabbing at that. Yeah, you're, you're jabbing, jabbing, and it's, it's not. A, this is not a strong hold here. No. This that's your hold because you can 
you can you can go this way. You can go overhand. Can come across slash. Come across slashing. Slash. I mean, this this you get a lot of power when you hold the knife yep. like this. So that's I think that's what you're talking yep. about. Yep, exactly. And Down you know, up blade. we we decided me and you, Doug, here, not to bring any weapons out. Yeah. Um, to show people, um, I wish I kind of wish we would have brought something, but I have, a, I do have one on me. I have a like a slashing. Oh yeah, yep, a, yeah, do that. Called a, it's called a K bar. Uh, K bars are great. Yeah. So this is, it looks it looks pretty small. Like that blade is, I think, a two and a half inch blade. Yep. Uh, am I showing it so you can see it in the background? So basically, I carry it. So when this this knife comes in here, yep, it's got a great angle to it. Those K bars. Great angle on it. Yeah. So I, I can That's... jab if I want, but I can slash, come back. Go ahead, Outcast. That is very reminiscent to a karambit, right? I believe that I believe that is a I believe that is a karambit cut. I'm not a knife expert on that at all, but I believe so, it is. So a karambit will have more like a, a a claw as opposed to a traditional blade tip, but it's the same. You, you hold it like that. Sometimes it'll have a ring in the in for the pinky. You can almost hold it like brass knuckles, but it's got a um, it's got a claw on it. Okay. The, the the blade is more of a uh, a half moon curve. Yeah. Um, and when you I mean, you can really do some major damage with it. Tunnel blade oh, right there. Yeah. I like that. Yep. I got yeah, one of those too. Yep. Yeah, the Gerber yeah, tunnel. Cool. And again, yeah. a folding. So you have different options. You have fixed blade like this one, yep. or you have a folding blade. I prefer fixed blade, fixed blade all, all day long. But again, I carry multiple options, uh, yep. just not knowing the situation you're in. Um, but it just gives you options. There's, there are so many options and knives. Um, uh, by the way, the, the Tonto blade is known for its strength, Correct. Uh, I, I, it very well could be, I don't, I'm not really yeah, positive the, on that. The shape of it, the shape of it is designed for strength. Okay. Okay. Yeah, where, this, where let's say if you, if, that's your yeah, tunnel that blade would, right there, you guys, these things are really blade, yeah. cool. I, I like it. They're hard to sharpen. I mean, you can They're sharpen hard. the fronts. I, I'd sharpen my front edge and, and down that here. That was but, dull as can be. And I took it to a place. They said they could sharpen it Yeah. and they ruined it. it I needed, they wrecked it. Yeah. I have to, so I have to take somebody who can, who can put a good edge on it. Usually yeah. sometimes they'll have a, a wind, a glass break at the back end. Um, like I've got one of them that has one and this one does not, but, uh, you know, you can typically close these, this, this would probably break glass here on the end here. Cause it is so tight, but this is a good one, man. I, I like these with the, the, the finger hole in there. Yep. Um, it's, it's a, you can do a lot more action with it. Um, you have one of these, I believe. Okay. Correct. Uh, a tunnel blade. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a bazillion knives actually. And swords oh, nice. right. in my house. Yeah. Nice. Um, <clears throat> Now, uh, just to talk value for our, our listeners too, um, Columbia River Knife and Tool uh, CRKT, super common at your local uh, crickets mom and pop. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, at your at your mom and pop uh, Army Navy surplus store, they always have them. Those are uh, really good quality for the price point because you can pay whatever you want with for knives. Knives get ridiculous, mm -hmm. uh, but also one of my favorite uh, everyday carry uh, is uh, Kershaw. Kershaw makes yes. very affordable blades and they have a very easy open assist. Uh, I carry one every single day in my front pocket. Uh, they come in handy for all types of purposes, but I mean, bang for the buck, you're getting a really nice knife. But yep. like I said, yep. we're talking 45, 55 bucks. You, you could pay. I mean, I, I, I'm on websites looking around and you know, people can charge <laughs> for a custom folder, oh, $350 to a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Bench maids <laughs> are expensive. They're just, uh, but it depends. Yeah, what but you I want. mean, yep. 
Yeah, but I, I like to tell, you know, for beginners especially, but for anybody, if you're value conscious like this Scottish fellow right here, um, CRKT, <laughs> Columbia River Knife and Tool, and also Kershaw is a great entry-level price point if you want to get familiar. I will tell you this too, when you when you first start handling knives, uh, just like a gun, you're going to want to get familiar with it because you'd be surprised when you're opening and closing it, when you're new and you're novice, you will cut yourself. And they come with a razor sharp uh, edge on them when you first get them. Uh, but, you know, it's better to do it in a controlled environment where you cut yourself a couple times rather than like go, I'm going to pull this out for the first time and use it. And then you're bleeding all over the place. That's, that's not a good, that's not a good way to go. So, so like, uh, for me, like driving down the road, when I, I drive a lot, I'd, I'd sit there and, and open and close, open and close, open and close, just trying to get used to it. Yeah. Um, because it is, a, once again, it's a tool, but it can hurt you. Yeah. Like, like Hammock is saying right there. He says, I have no uh, training in knives. I would most likely hurt myself rather than the other person. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> just it. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Like when you never, it's like learning to brush your teeth. When you first learned to brush your teeth, you were bad with it. We're all over our mouth. Now we can just grab it and, you know, do it in the dark and, and we're hitting every tooth. We know what to do. It's the same thing with a knife and a gun and a screwdriver and, uh, you well, know, a flashlight. I mean, these flashlights are really cool too. There's a lot of stuff you can do with these flashlights. So, yep. um, and Jesse, you, you just said earlier too, you said it's muscle memory when you're talking about guns. I mean, knives are the exact same absolutely. thing. It's all muscle yeah. memory. Flipping a knife open like this knife, in particular, flipping that open with, with one motion. You know, using that and flipping it over. Yeah, I like those. Um, so yeah. you can do it with one. If I have to hold somebody off with one hand, I'm struggling with them. I can pull yeah. this knife out. I can hold with one hand and, and go about business. Yep. Or, or a fixed blade, you don't have to. But knowing practicing with one hand. Yep. And you know what's really good? Uh, knife training, uh, ham hock, is uh, gutting deer and uh, butchering deer. That's, I do that myself here. Yeah. And uh, I use different knives for that. But, you know, of course, you know, the, the, the initial knife you're going to use on a hunt is going to be that, you know, a knife that kind of looks like what you carry because you got to cut through a lot of stuff when you first get going on that deer to get those guts and everything. So, um, yeah, if you can butcher, I mean, I love butchering stuff. Um, I just, there's something calming and soothing for me about <laughs> just, just even cleaning up steak and, and, and meats in the house. You know, I, I did some stuff over the weekend with a couple of, uh, uh, pork shoulders for, you know, I made some pulled, pulled pork barbecue for a family party here. And, uh, man, I love trimming meat and everything. As long as my knife is sharp and I can get through it, uh, man, it's great. I don't know. It's just something about it. Um, but I just, I do my deer right out, out there in the, in the, in the barn. Um, so, all right. So let's move on. Okay. So let's move on to, let's talk about some other, other options. Cause we yep. want to, don't want to just focus on just firearms or blades. So yep. we have a other options category here. Uh, and these, these can be very expensive, uh, and the only one I'm familiar is we're talking about uh, conducted electric ele energy devices. So in other words, oh, uh, stun guns and tasers, tasers and stuff. Tasers, yeah, stun awesome. Guns. Uh, they're they they can be effective and they can not be effective uh, depending yeah. on what you have, what you carry. I know I've I've been shot with tasers uh, through training, and I can tell you right now they will bring you to your knees very <laughs> quickly. Uh, and it depends on the type of taser. Yep. And. And yeah, so everybody's seen the movies or, or you see these uh, YouTube videos where the, uh, the officer pulls out their taser and they, they just prong them with it, right? They got the two yeah. prongs on the end and they're sticking with it. Okay, that's pretty much just pissing off the person, okay? Because yeah. the electrical current only travels between the two points. So the whole point of a taser is the them, distance, right? getting your distance. So yeah. if I have it, and it's meant to kind of feel a little compliance. It's not meant to take somebody down when they're, when they're doing that. Um, so if I'm just take, if that's all I have is something that I can just prong somebody with, because you see the stun guns and you know, you're getting 50,000, uh, uh, volts between them. That's great, but that's only getting 50,000 volts between those two prongs. 
So if, if you're going to go at somebody with a stun gun, and it's just momentary, it's just that moment is all you're getting out of that. Just say, so now if I tase you and those darts go further out, as you get, the further we get, you know, the more muscle, major muscles we, you, you get. So when we train, we train to shoot one in the lower leg, one in the, in the torso. Now you've got many muscle groups and you, you lock up and you can't do anything. But once that taser is done, once that the electrical shock, it is done. There's no pain. There's nothing left. So you better be ready to go hands-on and change alternates. So that's the problem with tasers. They're awesome, but if you're going to either do it and run or do it and fight is what you're going to be in because now you do have somebody very angry and very ticked off who didn't have the right mindset in the first place to be in your home intruding. So they are a great weapon. Uh, just be very cautious on them. I, the costs can be very expensive from a taser weapon to, uh, to stun guns. I don't know anything about stun guns, personally, what they are. Yep. Um, I would avoid them. I just think you're going to – I'd go in other routes. I'd use a baseball bat, I think, before I'd probably use a stun gun. If you have the money, you can buy a taser, and you can buy them. Um, then I'd probably do that. Uh, talk about some OC spray, and that's the oleoresin capsicum. So basically it's pepper spray. Uh, again, very effective uh, for neutralizing s- most people. But keep in mind, some people can tolerate it, and some people can battle through it. And I guarantee if you've never been sprayed by it and you use it in your home, you will you will become part of that environment very quickly. So if you do use it on somebody, and there are different types also, there are gel, there are sprays, things like that. Uh, if you choose that as an option, you will be affected by it. So it will it'll affect your response. And that also, the the better brand, uh, my friend, the best brand is the Sabre. So if you do decide to get some the OC spray, Saber, and I, I can't remember if Saber Red is just law enforcement or not. That's what we have. Uh, uh, I thought I bought Saber Saber Red. You can buy Saber. I'm not sure if Saber Red. Okay, I'm not I, sure. I, 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 don't, I don't know on that. There's different Sabers. But Saber also, because it's in, this is where you can get caught. You'll find some for good prices. But And I put it here because the major uh, capsaicinoids, mm-hmm. that's the true heat measure. Yep. And they can only be tested through... High performance liquid chromatography, so it's H- HPLC testing. Wow, Saber is the only one that does this. Uh, so Saber is all is is I say is the superior one because they're the ones that test it. So they know you know what you're getting, and they can tell you what you're getting in your Saber spray. Yep. Uh, so the other ones are not don't have the abilities to do Ooh. that. So you will have varying degree of what it will will it last is it is effective because they don't measure that. Uh, they also spraying uh, OC spray. It requires practice. When I went through the training, I was actually surprised trying to hit my target. It is so if you don't hit them correctly and they're on you, now you just waste an opportunity. You might use something else. So yeah. it, it does take some practice with it. You know, I I want before you leave sure. uh, the sprays. Yep. Um, I would throw in their bear sprays. Yes, man, yeah. bear sprays are really crazy, you guys. I've I've been around them, and when <laughs> they actually let them let one off. Well, bear um, and saber is when you rate those saber rates, it, it's up in the bear spray. Oh, okay. that's where the level is. So it's it's a great one. But bear spray is a great one. That that's be a, a perfect one to have in your home. I have those for my daughters in their um in their vehicles. Excellent. Uh, yeah, that's a good when they're in college and stuff. Yeah, they're um they're good, man. They're 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 crazy, and some of them have a handle on there, just like that's a, a paint, very good point, like a paint can. Yeah. Can you get them in a small? Yeah, oh, yeah. Smaller yep. size? Yeah, there's a smaller one, kind of like... Uh, so if somebody wants in a purse or something like that, you can... Yep, they're they're okay. purse size. They're about this tall right here, like the... Um, okay. Right here, like this like this mag light. Because you can buy big ones too, correct? Oh, you can bear. buy like paint can ones, okay. but these ones right here are good because you can you know fit it and you almost discreet, but they're a little fatter. They're kind of like my microphone fat, you know what I mean? 
That's a good point. Yeah. Because bear spray is probably a lot, not as expensive. Oh, a lot, lot cheaper. lot cheaper. Yeah, a lot cheaper yeah. and uh, yeah. easier to access, and you don't have to worry about getting in trouble with any kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah. law or whatever. That's a great point. And you get and you can get bear spray at any uh, sporting goods store? Yep. You can you can order it on the Jungle website, too, or um, I would just go to a hunting place. So they, they have them, too. Good yep. point. Very good point. Yep. Uh, let's see where you at. You talk so let's about- move. Let's talk about sprays. Let's talk about other options. We talk about bats or batons. Now, here again, we talk about baton. Know your laws. Uh, again, if you're being attacked and you use something, obviously it's going to become evidence. Mm-hmm. If you're alive, uh, I, I, my opinion, you or you or defend your family, I'll, I'll deal with that. Uh, but a, but a base, simple baseball bat. Um, I keep one right here in my bed. It's just another. It's another tool. Like we're talking, these are all tools and toolbox. We don't say just have one. Oh, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Look at that bat. Whoa. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> you're gonna want, you're gonna get explain orders for that. that. <laughs> explain that. Somebody go ahead and explain it. Outcast. Where'd you get that? That thing's cool. I don't even remember where it's I like got a it. Music got video. Somebody. Yeah, it's. Uh, I had to. I had to modify it a little bit. It did not have a uh, end cap on it here. This uh, the butt of. You yeah, know, it, you have to have one. So, yeah. So I added that on there yep. with a, with a screw. So it, and then I've also got a, a paracord on it. So if I nice. had to, if I had to have it, you know, I've got it. It's hard to get out of my hands if I've got a. Is that a point on, on the end also? Yeah, yes, it is. Um, I, I th- this is unbelievably sharp. And if if you got clo- it's heavy too. It's got some weight to it. If you got clobbered with this, this would just knock a chunk of your skull right in your brain. I can't imagine uh, no. the damage this could do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you guys start talking about clubs, I thought you'd get a bang out of this. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> now I don't know what that would do in a. It'd be great if we had. A, I wish we had a lawyer. Then do we have a lawyer in a crowd? Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder what they would say if, if you swung it at somebody. And I mean, it's self defense. Well, during a self defense situation, what's the difference if you I throw agree. that? Or uh, I agree, but we have twelve jurors and we have a bunch of libtards out there that might go, "You're yeah, so barbaric." Is, right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You, unfortunately, yeah. we have to think sometimes about it. But that is a, that is an awesome. Oh. That might deter. You hold that in your hand. Boy, got a I'm, got a good question from a music lover Outcast. She that? says, uh, "Hey, Outcast, have you ever taken that thing to a watermelon? I think you should do it and record oh, yes. it, so we can see in slow motion what happens when you hit that with the watermelon or pumpkin." Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Now, I have, um, I've got. There's a. You can look it up online if you guys want. There's a uh, an old Scottish weapon called a lacaber axe, and it's a it's a long, you know, six or eight foot long pole with a very cleaver like axe on it. It also has a hook on it for pulling horsemen off of horses. Yeah, I took I took a. Uh, took that to a pumpkin and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, oh, it, was, I it, it, it did some damage. Now, and, and also back on swords, real quick too. You know, uh, if you do think you're if you want to have some type of weapon like that, uh, you do get what you, get what you pay for. There's a lot of fantasy swords out there that are garbage in one hit, and the it's called the tang. Uh, it goes right through the handle. That's the tang. Yeah, the tang will break if it's uh, cheap pot metal. It's called. It's like junk metal. It may Chinese. be shiny. Yep. Yeah. But you, if you if you are serious about carrying a bladed weapon, make sure you get a high quality yeah. blade because if it and, breaks on you, you're, you're gonna be heartbroken. Yeah, and good point there with the tang. I always try to get full tang weapons, uh, yeah. meaning that tang comes all the way to the back of the handle because yeah. a lot of these cheaper ones you're gonna get it like tractor supply, which I don't go to anymore. But yeah. um, they'll put a short tang on it, maybe a two inch tang, and just shove it into the handle there with a you know maybe put a screw or a rivet yeah. in there, and yeah. that's it. But that that steel tang only goes in that yeah. far. So yeah, I, was I, I don't like those. I was speaking from experience because I have uh, several uh, Scottish basket hilts of different qualities, and I had one that looked amazing, but it was junk. Yeah. And I was uh, I was chopping up a pumpkin real good with it one day, and the tang broke, and I was just like, ah, I see what the difference between quality and not quality. <laughs> yeah. And that was, you know, I, I had a buddy weld it for me, but still, um, pot metal will break. It, yep. it, it, so, 
So be cautious about buying fantasy swords from the flea market because they're usually pretty mm. uh, junky yep. and they're not going to serve you very well. And Hamhock brings up a good point, and I don't know if it's a point or of a, uh, a more of a common sense thing because I've I've always heard this too. Uh, outcast, he's got a point. Yeah, many points right there. He says <laughs> when I was uh, told when I was in Michigan that if you were going to keep a bat in your car, you need to have a a ball and a glove as well. Um, plausible de- deniability. I would say yes, because it makes sense. Uh, why are you driving around with a bat, a bat in your car? Man. It's a concealed weapon. Yeah. It's a con- it concealed could, weapon. Could so concealed. Yep. Um, so good. Yeah. Good. And I've always heard that too out or high uh, ham hock. So yeah. Uh, throw the ball and the glove in there too. Well, yeah. now that we're on this topic, what about those, uh, those batons you're seeing online all the time that, the sh- that click open out. up? Yeah. Click out. Yeah. That seems they're, they're calling them walking sticks, but they could, they're, they could be used. Tanya Harding. Zerling. She had one. Yep. <laughs> I, just yeah, I just watched that. I just watched Titan. Yeah, yeah, My did. wife made me watch Titan. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> they're effective. But, uh, they're, yeah. they're a good tool. We have them. We carry uh, is there them. a legality like Hamhawks bringing up here with those batons? Uh, I, I, I don't know the law. Yeah, I don't know I, either. I don't know the law. Um, okay. uh, know. Is it concealed if it's on your backseat? Probably not. No, if it's in the wide open, it's not concealed. Uh, but if it's in the trunk, it's concealed. And if it's under a blanket, it's concealed. So uh, I, I even heard too, if, if it's in your vehicle, it's concealed cause it's concealed. Your vehicle conceals it. So pretty much okay. inside your vehicle, things are concealed. Yeah. This is not open. Like where if you're, I'm out in the open, carrying open carry, it's different. I'm out open public, but once I enter my vehicle, I'm now concealed. Okay. So I, I, I don't know that, that law either. Yep. Make sure. Like I said, legal is, yeah. yeah. Thanks him. Legal is yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. It's tricky. So, yep. um, try to stay, you know, yeah. So we'll run down, uh, stay alive. <laughs> tactical, tactical flashlights. We're talking about, you know, a simple, a tactical flashlight, and I, I have one in the truck. I could go grab one, but it, they are so bright. You get a yeah. good tactical flashlight right there. You can. He's got yep, one. There right you there. go. And you shine that in an intruder's eyes. You just reset them. You, you know, think it just like when you get light flashes in your eyes, you have to refocus. You have to let your eyes readjust. That gives yeah. you time to get out of there if that's all you have to get out of the area, get out of the room, or it gives you time to get hands on or get or get a weapon. Whatever. The great, great options. Uh, the, the other ends of them have tactical ends on, so you can, if you get in that fight, you can take and you can start jamming that yep. uh, with the sharp edges on the on Man, these flashlights. I also, have one too. I should have brought I have one out in my here. truck. I could. Grab That's one. all right. It doesn't okay. matter because they'll know what it's like. Yep. It's like this bezel on the end, yep. you guys. This bezel, what he's talking about. Go ahead and explain that. There yep. will be protrusions sometimes. Yep. Correct. Yep. Protrusions right there. Yeah. It, they're like cutting. They're like kind of cut out, like scalloped out. Yeah. So it, it gives you sharp corners like that you gouge. can jab. It is like a gouge, and you yeah. can do a lot of damage with a tactical flashlight. Again, here we go again with with. Buy a spend some money on a tactical flashlight. If you buy a cheap one, it won't work. It will break. Yeah. You're gonna this, have to spend some money on these that, that will be effective and they won't break the first time you swing into somebody. Right. This is not a tactical flashlight. Nope. This is a four dollar nope. one for that I use for yep. the chicken coop. Uh, but I this is cheap too. This is a ch- tactical style, but it's a really yeah. yeah and those are fine. Just don't plan to use for tactical purposes because you yep, may right. be a little, then you get in trouble. I've yep. got a like you're saying. I've got a real nice long. Yep. Uh, tactical one yep. I keep in there and it's got all kinds of cool stuff and like, you can it stays it. in my truck and also when you start getting some weapon practice and you start doing some uh, low light no light shooting if you can go to somebody at a private range things like that is is using that light when you're when you're holding your weapon your weapon light and so you may be I, I this is my pistol hand I'm holding it where I'm trapping out my flashlight in this hand yeah uh, like this is my flashlight and I take it so I have my my flashlight in my hand here and I'm working th- we're moving through my home I can then brace myself with my pistol here and brace myself so wherever I'm shining with my light, I have it. Or I can come up the side, up here, uh, up here, off the side. Yep. So I can bring that light. If I shine that light on, it would tell somebody if a shooter, somebody has a gun, they're shooting at me, they may shoot at the light, not my body. Yep. If I shine it right here in front of me, now they have a target to shoot at. 
which brings it, well, we can, we'll get into that when we get done to some accessories for that. Um, okay. So anything in a home, you know, for other weapons. Uh, Frying pan, I mean, all yeah, kinds of stuff. whatever you have. Stuff in the kitchen, uh, kitchen knife. We had, when I went through the police academy, we, uh, we our instructor was talking, well, he was down, I forget where he was working. Uh, yeah, I can't think where it was. A TV but, remote. That would be yeah. one of them too. Anything, a anything lamp, throw and distract. Yeah, and he used he he actually killed a guy with a frying, uh, frying pan. He got into a scuffle with a very large man and lost his weapon in the fight. And he grabbed their frying pan and he beat him with it. Yep. It went to court. He won. Uh, it was it was a legitimate weapon. His life was in danger. So anything you think of is is a great weapon yeah. uh, that you can throw at somebody, distract them, or hit with it. Uh, defensive fighting. Uh, classes, something good. Again, another option, one you don't want to go down the road with. I'd, I would avoid that at all possibility with somebody else. You don't go hands-on with somebody. Uh, always knowing that there's people that are always better than you out there uh, yeah. to do that. But it, again, it's it's an option. It's down to like the last resort option. You go hands-on with somebody. Yeah, if you think you can't you know, beat, beat whoever's in your house, if you have a chance to escape and get out through the window or a door, just, just, just do that. Get out. Absolutely. Um, but you know, don't leave your family members behind, yeah. but if you're, if you, if you can get out, just get out. Yeah. Uh, you, violence is the very last thing yep. you know, like, like they said, uh, um, in, in, in roadhouse, be nice until it's time not to be nice. Yep. 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 Well, we kind of went through, unless people have questions before we kind of jump on to some, some ammo, we'll kind of briefly touch. Yeah. I think topics. we can probably end it with this, this ammo video. I mean, well, can we wrap the ammo video and what you have here together? Let's see, Let me look through here, uh, real quickly, since we talked about lights, yeah. Uh, let's just weapon accessories. If you start getting into weapons, you want to consider a weapon-mounted light. So weapon-mounted flashlight they mount uh, on the down below. I strongly suggest that you in your home you keep both hands on your weapon. You can turn your flashlight on uh, or off with with a finger movement. Uh, lasers. People have lasers. That's the old thing. Get rid of lasers. They give your position away. So if this is at nighttime, you used to put a laser on somebody and you don't intend to shoot them, yeah. you just gave your position away. So get rid of lasers. Red dots. I love red dots. Me as too. as you age, uh, you'll get different structures with pistol classes that teach front sight, front sight, front sight. Well, that's all fine at distance, but when you're you're close, you're not going to do front sight shooting. But you start losing your vision. Red dots are a great option to have. A lot more expensive. You're about doubling the gun your price for a, for a good red dot. For you know, I, I keep both on mine on my on all my stuff, uh, lights and yep. uh, red dot. Um, my shotgun does not have a red dot. My uh, AR does, but um, my the the whole philosophy for me for my shotgun in the house, <clears throat> you know, I run buckshot first, then I put birdshot second, and then buckshot again, um, because different blast radius. Yep. Um, my philosophy is my first shot is gonna go in the direction of that sound. When I know it's safe and they're in the in the funnel in the house, um, I'm sending one that way. Um, and the first one's going to be buckshot. <clears throat> the second one is if I miss the first one, uh, that bird's going to spread out even further. And, uh, you know, if, like I said, if I'm protecting the family and it's in the dark, I'm, I'm sending everything down that hallway. So don't walk in your house. <laughs> no. You shouldn't be there. Well, I mean, that's yeah. what we're supposed to do. Yeah. We're supposed to, yeah. you know, defend our house, our families. Yep. and. Yep. The other night sights. So if you don't want to spend the money on a weapon, because uh, a red dot, you're talking like a like a Leopold red dot. You're talking five hundred dollars for for a red dot to put on your weapon. Yeah. Whereas you start looking at, I uh, just went with a, a friend. He was new into handguns, never had one. So I went with a store with him just a couple of days ago, and he he wanted me to set him up. So I set him with a Glock, and we went with night sights. Because now if you're if you have nothing on your your pistol and 
you have to have some some type of reference because that round's going to go somewhere that you're responsible for. Yeah. So putting night sights on, they're tritium, so they 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 glow in the dark all the time. They last ten years. Yeah, those are nice. Uh, you put them on. At least you have a reference point of your where your dots are. Uh, we're not talking about slings. Uh, and for those who want to spend some money with your pistol practicing, there's a there's a tool called the Mantis X, M A N T I S X. Uh, like X-ray, that is a tool that, that you put on your rail on the on the bottom of a, uh, a semi-automatic uh, handgun, and it is a very good training tool, one of the better training tools I've come across. And it will show you your trigger press, your trigger pull, all this stuff will kind of it'll critique you and where your shots are. You're you're not shooting live rounds, um, you're shooting you're pulling the trigger, and it will help hone your skills in and bring you uh, back on target. So it's more for upper level. You start learning what to kind of hone your. Yeah. You're your talking about uh, dry firing, dry firing. Yeah. yeah. That's what I do. I do that yep. in the house. I have a, um, an eye pro tech or what is that thing? I think it's a eye pro tech. It's a little card you set up, uh, yep. you know, away yep. from the room. And then those. you put the, uh, there's a, a dummy round you put into your pistol. And, uh, every time you pull the trigger, it hits the laser and it shoots a beam. And uh, this one it picks up iTarget Pro. Yeah. Thank you, music lover. Yes, <laughs> it's iTarget Pro. The iPro Tech is a a light, a weapon light. So, uh, yeah, iTarget Pro. That's exactly what I have. I've had it for years, and me and the kids we practice on it, and it's great. Yeah, the Manta doesn't throw anything out. It just it records it on your, your app on your phone. Yep. Our one instructor mentioned that we've all used these, and it, and it does. It can you can improve your shooting on that. Yeah. You mentioned something very very a good point. I want to mention that is is shooting. You you start carrying a pistol. We're Kind of talk getting outside the home, maybe home, maybe carrying. If you're going to do that, there's a rule, general rule that you want to follow. For every one round that you're going to put down of live round down the target, down at the range, you want to dry fire 10 times. Mm. Now, know your weapon. Some weapons you cannot dry fire. Another reason I like Glock or, or like striker fired weapons, that's the mechanism that fires it, is you can dry fire those. My one pistol, I probably have 400,000 dry fires on there. Yeah. You can dry fire it all day long. You want it, so you want to pull that trigger, pull that trigger, practice, say, so 10 times for every one actual round. Yep. Um, and that trigger reset, that's something yes. we won't get into, yep. but you guys, a nice yep. gun is going to have a nice, nice, clean, crisp yep. uh, reset and that, that you'll feel, but that's <clears throat> that's way beyond this conversation yep. here. So um, we, and before we, so let's go to ammo. Before we do, though, that's some safety things about ammo. Yeah. Uh, is we're, we're talking a little about this is you are responsible for the, that ammo. So if you live in an area, apartment or neighbors are close, things like that, or, or, or you have family in a house, when that bullet leaves that end of that barrel, you are now responsible. You own that wherever it hits. So yep. if it hits your neighbor, hits something else, it doesn't matter if there's an intruder in your home, uh, you miss and it goes through there you're, you're going to face the consequences of that. So yeah. knowing your backstop, knowing your, that's like, like Jesse mentioned earlier, having that plan in your home, if you can plan it where if somebody comes in here and I know where I'm shooting, I don't have a concern in that direction. Uh, it's part of that pre-plan that we, that we talked about, which will kind of lead us into some ammo, unless you want to talk about something else before we get into ammo. No, I mean, okay. we're, we're, time's running short, yep. so let's okay. do the ammo yep. and then okay. let's, we can roll into this video too. Yeah, we uh, can do that. We can, uh, yeah, so the, the basic purpose of air ammo, you want, to, you want to apply the most energy to the body without penetrating, over-penetrating the body. We don't want to go through the body. Right. Our idea is to take all the energy from that bullet and stop it in their body. And then we fragment inside, whatever we do inside, but we don't want it to be go through. So let's go. Yeah, let's roll with that video. We'll talk about this. This uh, video, why he's setting it up, this uh, gentleman, his name is Carl Erickson. He's uh, 25 years plus in the military. He's Army, uh, 18 years Army Special Forces. He was a Sergeant Major. Uh, he is he is quite the credentials. Uh, so he, we didn't just pick somebody just random, and he has a pretty good video we're going to show here. 
He's got some ballistic gel. For those who don't know what it is, it's they try and manufacture something similar to what the human body is uh, without the bone. And this will demonstrate what different rounds, what they do. Uh, he's got a 12-inch block, because we're going to skip his explanation, a 12-inch block of this ballistic gel. Behind that gel, he has a uh, what your wall would be in your home. It's a 2 by 4 wall with a drywall on, half-inch drywall on the front, half-inch drywall on the back. And he has ballistic gel on the other side of the wall, which is simulate your loved one, somebody else on the other side that you'd be concerned about. And he's going to show these shots when they go in there and, and demonstrate, we may speed up through some points. We're going to go through, I think, four different types of ammo. Yep. The first one will be a buck shot, and it will show you what it, will, what it can do. And again, a lot of this depends on the gun, the powder, the load, the distance. There's, there's not just one factor. So we're yeah. not just, there's many things that go into this. So yeah. just so keep he, that in mind. This guy's on YouTube and it's Tactical Rifleman. And what is the best gun and ammo for home defense? Ballistic test and um, th- let's roll with it. Yeah, this first one, like you said, is, is is this is what I use. This is my very first shot. My this goal, is double lot buck. So double lot buck in in yep. the uh, in the house. So double lot, for those who don't know, those are little balls inside there. Double lot buck has, uh, it's nine, I believe it's nine balls inside there. Uh, and I think, think they're, I don't quote me, I believe they're like they're like 0.3 caliber, or are they even 0.3? They're, they're pretty big, you guys. They're I big. think they're 0.3 caliber, I think. Yeah. I, I don't Let's call. play it, and he, he might okay. show it. Come on now. Um, that's the standard. All my viewers tell me double op buck is the best weapon for home defense. I got it, guys. I understand. So we're going to start off with the best of the best. All right, next thing we're going to shoot is we're gonna shoot Golden Saber 45s. A lot of uh, a lot of viewers requested us to use 45 hollow points. I have about a dozen different 45 hollow points. You lay them all out. Yes, I know some are more awesome, some are less awesome. Every- you want to say anything about this hollow point? That's what I carry yeah. in my. That's uh, what I carry all the time. So a hollow point, they are a great weapon. See, this is called a jacketed. So this has a casing outside, copper casing with lead inside, and it has a hole down the center. That is designed, you see the lines cut in it too, that is designed to mushroom out and open up like a flower almost. And what that does is it creates more surface area. So we, if that had a sharp point on it, we have less surface area. So when this is designed to mushroom out, increase your surface area, and therefore increase your damage. Also, this will slow down quicker than will a, a pointed uh, bullet on there. It won't. It should not fragment. It's not designed to do that. If you have one that's not jacketed, it's just a lead, that will now fragment, which is, is some good points and bad points. Good thing is that you have something that's breaking off. You increase your surface area. You do more damage inside the body. Uh, but what it does do is it kind of, it's not the best for your barrel. Uh, over time, they will gum up your barrel. So there's some there's some uh, things that aren't so, I guess, great about it. Yep. Let's go on to the next okay. one. Everybody says theirs is the best. Gents, uh, Golden Saber, uh, it's pretty well. It's, a, it's the standard that I like to use for 45s for tests like these. It's a great performing round. Now, when it comes to not, uh, nine millimeter, there is a plethora of, uh, of nine mil rounds out there. So I'm gonna use a couple squirrely ones that a lot of you probably haven't seen before. Uh, first one is from uh, G9 Ballistics. This one, let me make sure I get the name right because a lot of them are the same. All right, this is their external hollow point 80 grain. All right, now they call it a external hollow point because um, the solid, the solid brass projectile is not, it doesn't have a hollow point cut in the top. What it has is it has three fins cut on the top of it. And what it does is, remember, the 
the uh, rifling in your pistol barrel goes this way and those paddles, think of it like a paddle on a redneck's mudder, all right? See it right there? You can see it kind of close up right there. It almost looks like the end of a Phillips screwdriver. Yep, it, it's a good analogy. Yep, except Just for, like a, yeah. It looks it's an external hollow point. Yep. Uh, digging through the sand, those sand tires, uh, they really throw that secondary cav uh, secondary cavitation out through any medium that has fluid. Now, it doesn't perform quite as well in the ballistic, uh, clear ballistics blocks as it does the uh, regular FBI gelatin. FBI gelatin has more water in it. Um, but it, let's see how it does. My big thing is I want to see how much overpenetration will get through the wall. Now, there's another type of 9mm. This one has similar fins caught on, uh, cut on it. This one's by Inceptor. This is their frangible ammo that's made for personal defense. Now, it has similar fins cut on the tip, similar fins, uh, but this is a frangible projectile. It's designed that if it if you miss the perpetrator and it hits the side of the refrigerator, it hits uh, that two by four stud in the wall, it will fr uh, fragment. Now it will go through drywall. Matter of fact, it'll go through lots of drywall. Not as many layers of drywall as a regular hollow point would, but it will still go through uh, a lot of drywall before it disintegrates. So, but again, we'll see how it does going through here. Supposed to do great, we shall see. Now, Inceptor makes another uh, round. Uh, this is their frangible 5.56. Now, they make frangible 300 blackout, uh, AK. I'm a big, uh, big fan of frangible ammo because these rounds come apart quick and easy, and they don't have that thin copper jacket that a lot of other frangible ammo does. The advantage for me is for training on the range, and the advantage for you watching our videos is it allows me, Z, and our other demonstrators to shoot steel targets up close uh, without having to worry about the spall coming off of it. So we use a lot of Inceptor frangible 5.56, 300 blackout, AK. Uh, I want to see what it'll do in this test. And then last but not least, uh, another 5.56 round. Uh, Make sure I get the grain weight right. Uh, this is 55 grain nozzler ballistic tip. It's guys, this is a varmint round in uh, 556. It, now, the reason why I chose a varmint round is uh, we were using a Hornady tap, the tactical act, uh, application police, on a couple of deployments, and uh, that ammo is made for snipers to immediately come apart and deliver all of its energy right there, so they don't have to, uh, snipers don't have to worry about hitting the non-combatants in the bank, let's say, or apartment complex, whatever it is. Likewise, hunters like to use this ammo so that they don't get that ice pick through the side of the deer, the gopher, the elk, whatever it is, and it's designed to deliver all of its energy right there inside the varmint. Likewise, for home defense, I want to deliver all that energy in that home invader and not have this projectile go through the wall into my loved one's bedroom. That's why I don't like green tip and uh, uh, other rounds like that for home defense. I'm all about running an AR, but if you're gonna run an AR, use rounds specific for the purpose that you want. You wanna burn the guy down right there in the room. So we're gonna see how a, a ballistic tip 5.56 round uh, works in this test. So anyways, this is our lineup. These are the competitors in this All right, test. so basically, now, Doug, what he's just said there, that's that's the most important thing of this whole situation. This, this The whole reason why we're talking here tonight is because 
I want a round that's not going to go into my kids' rooms, Correct. Uh, go too far around the house. I want it to go specifically at the person and stop on impact with him. Correct. That's the whole thing about protecting your castle, you guys. You want to protect your castle, that means your kids, your pets, whatever's around, uh, doing the least damage, uh, going through walls and things like that. So um, that that's that's the reason why I choose the shotgun in the house with uh, uh, double odd buck and birdshot uh, second. Um, that's just my, you know, I've gone through it in my head a million times. It's like, you know, do I want to throw birdshot first? I've seen guys get hit with birdshot and not die. My okay. dad, my dad was shot with birdshot uh, in the head and neck. Yeah, uh, so I that's, did not die from it. Uh, that, yep, and that's why I, I I I put that in second now, just as my second shot. But the third shot's another uh, a double odd buck. So that double odd buck's gonna go down. It's gonna whatever it hits, it's bringing that person down most likely, uh, especially yeah. in the house in close range like that. And um, you live out here in a way, so you know, again, it, it, a round goes through them. You you, know, you have some space here. Yeah, if you're in an apartment. Uh, you got to, again, be careful. You'd be more careful than that. Or your neighbor's yeah. close. You really have to watch uh, where you want good this point. To fragment. You want to, you want this bullet. We going to be called over penetration and depending on your distance, things like that, again, your loads, uh, you can get any round can go through somebody for the most part, but you want to deliver that energy and have it spread out, do the damage without going through or minimally go through maybe into the first layer of drywall, whatever it is, yeah. but not exit your home, not go in, into another room. And he'll show here how somebody's will do that. And again, this is just gel, so it's it's not exact. Uh, it'll be a little different in in a person. Uh, Hammock says, "What do they use for skeet? They use them bird shot. Bird shot, yeah. Because um, it doesn't go super far and it's not super heavy. Uh, what which part do we want to see in this video? Uh, I would go just show that first that first uh, the ballistics. Yeah, block. ballistics. When he shoots the he'll shoot the bird, the buckshot first. Okay, here we go, you guys. Yeah. Let me go back to this and. Um, well, then we'll jump ahead to the next one. And yep. I know we're watching time here. Yeah. Don't forget, you guys, we got that raffle. After if we're done here, we're going to do the raffle, uh, the winner of that silver. So the, the block on the right is what he shot into, and that's that wall. It's a drywall wall, and there's a ballistic behind it. So you see those, that buckshot yeah, went I through see that double wall into that ballistic gel. Do you see that outcast? It went right through. The long block on the right went so it, through it the wall. 12 inches of gel through the wall and, and that into that. Buckshot? That was buckshot. That's yeah. double up buck. And see right there how it's it's got two yep. two of those BBs went through everything and it's in, in the other uh gel. He's gonna explain it all. And if we can scroll, we can it's, uh, we'll just kinda kinda go through this. He'll explain it and the, the, the what happened there somewhere. Right, so we just shot a double up buckshot through our bad guy, through our uh, interior wall, double drywall with two by four studs. All of the projectiles, the 30 caliber, uh, 38 caliber balls all went through. Our block only caught two of them. The reason for that is that pattern has opened up going out of that block. So you'll see we've got some here that have come, uh, one over here on this side, the spread is that wide already. Uh, now, Full disclosure, I was less than three meters, four meters away from this thing. I was very, very close to this guy. Well, muzzle of velocity. No, the reason why I got so close was because inside the house, you can be close. Think about this is already that wide. That's my, that's why to me, the shotgun is a drawback inside the house because I'm going to hit my bad guy. 
but I don't want all these other stray things going out and catching my uh, catching my family members or non-combatants throughout the house. So I want something that will stay right where I aim. So anyways, this is our first test and uh, the double-up buckshot. If you wanted to get to your family members in the next room, you pass the test. Let's just put it that way. But if you don't, Let's if you have a plan and one. you know this, what you're doing, like you said, you have a plan of what's going on, where your your family is, you 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 can avoid that also at the same time. Yeah. Do uh, do we want to see other ones here? I would, I would go to yeah, go, go to the. Uh, There's a 45, but we already. You can do that. That shows a a standard hollow point. Uh, that's probably not a bad one. And we can skip right through it. We'll show it, go through it, and then we we'll skip to the next one. There's a 45. That's a hollow point now. All right, so this is the 45 caliber golden saber. It did go all the way through our perpetrator here, our first ballistic block. It entered the uh, drywall. You can see that where the, the brass pedals opened up around the lead projectile made a sexy hole in the wall here. There's no hole on the back. What does that mean? I have bulletproof walls. No, it meant when it, it left fell down in there. Our ballistic gel yep. lid and block, it did not have enough energy left. So if we had done it by FBI standards and put six layers of denim right here, that would have uh, probably given it a little more resistance. It would have stopped right about here. So anyways, I was expecting it to stay in the block. Doesn't matter. The goal of this test is we don't want it to get in the next room where the loved ones are. So. Um, Again, it entered the wall. We go to the next it opened one. up. Yep. Explain the next one here. So this one, if uh, I believe, is this frangible here? I think we're going to. Um, let's yeah, check. Here. This. Oh, we get a commercial, you guys. Right. <laughs> How, how's that? All right. Outcast. All right. Let's skip this thing. So buy a bike. All right. So we knew viewers were going to complain. Carl should have done it with. Uh, the cloth in front, because that would have made it stay inside the block. To, yeah, you didn't he just do puts it cloth right. There. Okay, see so we, we went back frangible. and we laid. Okay, let's try this. Anyways, we shot, and you'll see the round is just slightly lower. It passed external through hollow. our wall, yeah, that, and it stopped right inside. Actually, all right, external, external hollow. external hollow point. That's the one that had the, the external the fins on it. Hmm. Wow. Now it goes through like a t folded up towel. Look at, I don't even think it came through the other side of the wall, the drywall. No, doesn't look like it. It created what it did. All right, so this time like we shot the G9 uh, external hollow points, what they call it. In other words, the holes are actually on the outside of it. Whole purpose of it is for it not to fill up with clothing. All right, so first time we shot it, it went clean through. Got, uh, it actually went backwards through our block, it tumbled and did not penetrate the second uh, layer of drywall. Not to be outdone, we brought out our cloth again and- uh, He does the same thing with that and it doesn't change it at all. Hard to tell when you're aiming at a piece of cloth. It, it maybe spun and I more, but it didn't change it. Wow. People think it slows it down and it yeah. did not. Pretty well the exact okay. same Okay, let's, let's go with the frangible. Yep. Here we go. This frangible now, this will come apart, it'll shatter. Yep. Into many pieces, and you'll see these where these pieces they, they go off inside the, the gel. It didn't even come out. Yep. They'll all be in there. Wow. That's a good one. 
I might have to get some frangibles. So I, I have changed my tune on this, and then you'll he'll do it with a rifle frangible also, mm-hmm. which will stay inside. Now that oh, one, what that he one had went a high on an angle. Yeah, that's why it came out. It came off. Um, but it did grab that. All right, this is the uh, Inceptor frangible ammo. It's their home def- uh It's their self defense ammo. It's still got the fins on it, cut into the head to get to give it more secondary cavitation. Now, we shot this block twice. The first, uh, the first one, if you look, it's down low. Uh, you can see where it, start, it gets that good secondary cavitation. It starts, uh, starts to tumble a little bit. And then the, the shock wave being kicked out by those, uh, those fins on this thing really gets ugly in this area. It passed low out the bottom of the block, went into our drywall, penetrated one layer of drywall, did not penetrate the second. Uh, layer drywall. We then added our cloth. We fired our second shot. Second shot I hit high up here. Yeah, sexy. <laughs> now you can see it's blown all kinds of uh, bits of cloth and stuff in here. You got good secondary cavitation. Yeah, I see Went it. Went through the block. It actually exited the block right here. It started to yaw and uh, turned upwards. It exited our block penetrated our drywall right here sideways and then it on the back side of the wall it actually uh blew out a, a wow dramatic looking chunk of drywall now if you've ever shot ball at uh or crossbows or you could probably go everything to the, else uh, at, i think he does a, fr- a rifle frangible and this is quite impressive here this is does not have an external hollow point it's just a frangible now, does the the thickness yeah, of the the thickness of the ballistics gel gel does that take into account bone that would no, be encountered? No, no, that's bone. the thing. No, so you start hitting bone, it's a whole different ball game. No, you get ricochet off a of bone, yep. it'll deflect. That's why they say twenty twos are a horrible uh, round because they deflect a lot and they go out. Um, so no, it's just taking. It's just they try and simulate as best they can. It's also to show the cavitation. Yeah, uh, shows so, how it flips yeah, and rolls. It's very there. difficult. There are manufacturers they make very very good expensive mannequins with bone with all the stuff inside there yep. with with blood blood uh, in there blood. too yeah they're fantastic yeah, uh i've seen them on uh on that uh sword making yes, show the sword, yeah. same <laughs> yep same ones and they're really great they're forged, very good very good demonstration forged in fire and we yeah. need to get some of those yeah we should do it on a show we can do our own <laughs> test <laughs> all right so here is the uh the 223 frangible yes. this one I'm, this isn't going to be on my list to get i bet the stuff's expensive this but, is what i'm looking at also for yeah my, for inside the home now guys keep in mind i would not carry this frangible oh no if i'm carrying it out and about not at all i nope. carry my full metal jacket hollow point yep not this this, this is would be a home. good one for the house check this out you have a lot of energy now you're around three thousand feet per second there with this thing breaks apart and all that energy will be displaced in that gel all right oh Look at that! Watch that that gel hop, and I think he shows. Oh, it, it did, yeah. Wow. So you think of that energy? The whole table's the hopping whole table and flopping. Moved from All right, that so we just shot it with the. Um, Look it up front. The five there. five six friends by Inceptor. Now he'll show the pieces in there. If you guys have watched my home defense videos before, you know I say a rifle's better than a pistol because it's more accurate. It's better than a. Um, it's better than a shotgun because it's easier to move around and because it's more accurate. Um, this is a 35 grain projectile. Now the thing's moving at 3,800 feet per 38. second. Yeah, that's fast, brother. That's, that's fast. fast. That's fast. But 
even at this, if you saw the way the block jumps in the video, it's still delivering over 1,100 foot-pounds of energy. All right, now, completely disintegrated the way it's designed to do. All right, um, it's a big reason why I push France for a home defense. I don't need to be able to get through a bad guy's car, car door or a windshield or anything like that on the battlefield if I'm inside my own home. So uh, anyways, you see that uh, wow. our projectile completely franged into this half of the block. According to the FBI, you want everything in the back of the block, but I'm pretty sure if you guys watched that on uh, slow-mo with me, you saw that uh, you don't want that happening inside of your body. Yeah, so Not to be outdone, we're going to yeah. put the cloth in front it of it again, and we're going to spin this block around. We'll hit it from the other side. All There's, right, so that's... Man, that's that's I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a kind of eye opener to see that that frangible yeah. stuff. I was never a fan. You know, we always use frangible. So for those who don't know, frangible again was really designed to shoot steel target. Uh, if your people make a mistake of putting steel target flat, nine degrees to you, mm -hmm. and you want a slight angle down, so when it, your rounds hit that, it deflects down and it doesn't fragment back. Uh, ricochet yes, and all that. Yeah. So fragment would would break apart. But yeah. now using that as an interior home defense, that's a lot of energy. Uh, into that 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 person with a, a rifle, a very great weapon to have. Yeah, well, that's pretty good there. Well, man, uh, frangible. That's I'm gonna have to get some of that and, and try it. You know, do they make that nine millimeter also? Yep, I believe they do. They have any any you, anything for a shotgun? I'd be curious on that. I was just wonder if they the make a question. slug like know. that. I don't know. Uh, well, that's something new outcast right there. Those frangibles, uh, as far as me, I mean, they're not gonna you know use those inside the house. They're not gonna be tearing everything all up. I learned uh, a ton today. Yeah, I like a that. Of, a lot of info. I like it. Um, well, I'm looking for some questions. If anybody has questions, you can send them now. But, um, Doug, you brought some really good uh, information for us tonight. Man, um, a lot. It seems like uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff. There's a lot. You know, and hopefully that, you know, I, th I think that would give confidence to people out there. You know, it gives you um, right there. Hamhock says, thank you, Fire Doug. Um, that, that, you know, gives you some confidence is, you know, into what you can do at home, you know, uh, you know, some, uh, different options that we've gone over different ideas. Like, like we said earlier, what's good for me might not be good for you guys. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and vice versa, you have to find out something that's comfortable, uh, options. That's, that's, that's the big thing for you. You want to have options, um, and you want to practice those options and practice those with the family. You know, I talked earlier about, uh, funnels in your home. Uh, think about hallways and staircases. Those are funnels. So if you hear somebody's in the house, uh, be, for them to come and get you, they have to walk up that funnel if you guys are all in your bedrooms, okay? Um, so there you go right there. That That's where you're going to set all your fire. That's going to set your uh, – you don't have to go searching around the house because they're going to have to come up that stairway, which is your funnel, uh, so you can set up an ambush. I mean, that, that's kind of the way we set it up in our houses. Like, look um, – there's there's going to be two shots coming down at the same time, the way we've talked it out here, uh, and, and you can work that out at home. I mean, if you have a long hallway down your in your house, well, you can defend that pretty well. Okay, if you can hear him coming through a window, well, there's your, there's a window. But if you're sneaking around and he's somewhere in the living room and you don't know, I mean, that's why it's always go go to one of the rooms that are down the end of a funnel. All right, don't be stuck in a big room. Get into a room where everybody is, and ideally, you don't want your kids with you. If you can get your kids off to the side, uh, away from, that way, away you know, you're taking all the, the the attention from the intruder to yourself and away from the kids. 
All right. So uh, just just some thoughts out there yeah. for you guys. That's you know, do some practice training at home, and you could turn it into a fun game. You don't have to scare the kids doing this kind of stuff either. Um, uh, Music lover says such valuable and practical information. Thank you, Fire Doug. Uh, Monster Mike says a wireless hole punch. Yes, that's what all these <laughs> things are. I like it. Um, uh, yep, you're protecting your castle. That's awesome. So, um, uh, anything else, Doug? Before we go, I mean, you you presented no, a ton no, of stuff. Think, Outcast. Uh, we covered a lot of a lot yeah. of information. I know some things are, are there's a quick with a lot of information, but there's yep. just so much out there. We want to kind of cover the basics of this. <clears throat> yeah, and I think we so, did. And you know, they can go back and re-listen or rewatch yep. or whatever it is. This is going to be still uh, held up here in Rumble. Educate yourself. Learn yeah. about what you're doing. Match. Talk to somebody. Talk. No. Match your ammo with your weapon you choose. Uh, I know I talk about Glock, whatever, but you know, don't go selling things. Just learn what you have. Learn it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, practice that. Practice. 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 I can't tell you how you yep. cannot practice enough. You yeah. really cannot. And the training um, part is the biggest it, it part is. of it. I mean, once you have the weapon yeah. in hand, you know, yep. just use it. Start using it. It's like a yep. pen. I mean, you, you, once you learn learn how to use a pen. When yep. we were little kids, uh, you can master it. You can do the same thing with these weapons, you guys. Yeah, so. yeah I, I saw the shirt, and I had to buy the shirt. That's a good one. Get up a little. It says tactical. Ugh, Let me see. You get up a little bit. Tactical ath. Tactical athlete. Tactical athlete. <laughs> what brand is that? American. Like it. It's American made. American made. I awesome. Saw this. You know what? I got to get this for the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like an outcast perfect. shirt. Be I'll, a tactical athlete. You know, know if, your know your your weapons. Know what you have. Perfect. So, is, perfect. So, that's that's a shirt that outca- <laughs> outcast would wear. Uh, Hammock says outcast owes me a couple shirts. What do you got, got there? Hand. What do you have there, outcast? You have something. I I got uh, my Molan Lab. Molan Labe. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, nice. Nice. I like so it. It's got a it's got a patriot hat on the skull with the uh, muskets crossed. Yeah, nice. That's a good one very, too. Very good. And uh, of course, I'm wearing a nine line. I got this for my wife. I think she was down in Savannah or something. Huh. Uh, and there was a store there that sells nine line, and she got this one for nice. me. So very nice. Excellent. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're all dressed for the occasion. <laughs> um, well, look, okay. you guys, we're at the end of the show, and Doug, I'm glad you brought all this. Why don't we do our raffle? Sounds good. Um, let's go over here now. Outcast, check this out because you know what time it is, don't you? Is it meme time? <laughs> oh, it's raffle time. Oh, okay. oh, this is- <laughs> it's a, it's just like <laughs> meme time. But all right, you guys, listen. Um, how about some? We need some meme time music. What do we have? How about? Uh, let me look here. Oh, let's play something like this. Yeah, whom the for whom oh, the bell yeah. tolls. All right, so. You guys, I'm going to explain this right now, and this is the last thing we're going to do before we go. This is our raffle for our silver coin. You see it on the screen right there. Uh, the one side says, don't tread on me, and it comes in a nice little case. And the other side is, um, oh, what's it say on the other side? Uh, it's it's the scene from the Boston Tea Party. Yeah, Boston Tea Party. Throwing the, throwing, throwing the, the, the tea boxes, the, the cases over into the, the lake, but um, into the bay. Right there. It's one ounce silver Troy. And this is the second one we're giving away. The first one went to Music Lover. And uh, this week we definitely had enough. 
And this is the picture. I have to tell you right now, you made a, a, a super fan out of my girlfriend. She's been listening. Oh, any team. Anything. Yeah, any <laughs> team, Amy. She's she over on is, Rumble. She right now is rocking really hard right now. She is she loves Metallica. Here we go. Country. Oh yeah. Right now she has her fingers in the air. She is rocking at home. All right. So, <laughs> well, you made wife, a super fan. My wife loves my wife loves Metallica too. I get it. <laughs> Metallica. <laughs> awesome. So so this is um Anything, Amy. <laughs> Anything, Amy. We love raffles uh, all the time. Okay. So awesome. So we're going to draw. We have four in here this week, you guys, uh, because of in uh, the way you get into this, and then we'll do it again next week after we draw these. All these are going to the garbage except for the winner. Um, it, 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 it's $5 to get in, okay? But we need a $25 minimum by next week in order to do another one. I have a couple more sitting here. Um, so... I've got four that came in this week, and we went past our total of $25, obviously. So we're doing it. And um, what else did I have to say about this, Outcast? Um, I don't know. He says Megadeth is better. Yeah, Dave Mustaine. I like I like Dave Mustaine. Well, um, Dave Mustaine is a conservative, right? Yep. Yep, for sure. Um, I guess it's time to do it. All right. So, yeah, Doug, what go. I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of move this around sure. so you guys can see. You know what? Let me switch over here to this other scene. I'll let the music go. Right there. Okay. All right, so I've got it in my picture here. I got four of them. There. You're gonna have to reach yep. in, and uh, don't you know? Don't look and just well, hang on. Let's do it on the camera. Let's do it on the camera. He's gonna come around, so so that we're on camera. Yep. All right, pick one out of there, and then. Uh... <laughs> All right, there it is. All right, go ahead and have a seat, and then I'll open it up. So. Thank you. So, again, if you guys want to get this, go down in the description, or you can go right here. I'm going to put it on the screen. You can send a super chat to uh, dangerouss-superchats.com, okay? And you can just put in, uh, you know, as you go in, it's like I said, it's at least 5 bucks as the minimum. And type in, you know, for the raffle or for the, for the coin, whatever it is, so that I know what the money is for, okay? Um, and that's what these four entries are for. So it's time to do it. And here's our winner of the one-ounce Silver Troy, uh, Don't Tread on Me. And it is Jacqueline Duvayung. Jacqueline ah, Duvayung. My buddy. That's oh, good. You know, you know her, right? Oh, no kidding. Yeah, she's a friend of mine. She's, she's a good friend, and she's uh, a strong Christian woman, and she's on the exact same page we are about everything. So Awesome. Very I'm cool. Glad, I'm glad that she won that. That's cool. Awesome. That cool. Well, congratulations cool. to, uh, to Jacqueline. You won this. Um, you're gonna have to send me your mailing information so I can. I'm gonna put this right here in front in the studio right here. Um, I'll take it in, but um, send it to me, email, and uh, congrats. And uh, music lover, yours is somewhere out there in in the in the UPS world, so or in the USPS <laughs> world, so uh, it's coming. But if you guys want to get in on that again, uh, dangerouss-superchats.com. Um, I'll be waiting for those all week, and, and as they come, if we have $25 value worth. We'll do it. So I'm looking right now and see if anybody's jumped in, and it's not. So um, I do have a couple messages here. Great job, guys, uh, from Ivanel. Um, PhD Firefighter TV. I'm not sure what that is, but thanks for being a follower. Um, and Jacqueline, she just won. I love your show. This is so kind of you are doing this. So, yes, thank you. Um, so that's it, you guys. That's for this week. And congratulations, Jacqueline. So send yeah, me an email. Cool. Yep. Very cool. Excellent. And um, boys, we have come to the end of the show. So you know what that means, Outcast. What's that? 
it's a, a message. You know what? I was going to talk about our prayers mashup. We did our first prayers mashup, and I put it out this week as a podcast, a standalone podcast. So if you guys have any feedback on that, you can just email the show, dangerousinfopodcast at uh, protonmail.com. All right? So anyway, Outcast, it's time for you to give us uh, – Hamox says, what's post-production mean? Uh, that's what it means, post-production. I don't know what you're talking about, but I got a that lot of – means- I have an answer. A hammock, that means that we uh, we run around in our underwear and, and do high fives. <laughs> with guns. With guns. With guns blazing. With holsters. Only with oh, cowboy, cowboy boots. Uh. <laughs> All right. All right, brother Outcast. Let's see what you got here. And um, right. let me see what, what scene that we have here. Oh, okay, <clears throat> Doug is cut out of this one. But, That's Doug, okay. you can watch yeah, it. I'm yeah, watching. No, I'm yeah. watching. <laughs> Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to string some uh, different scripture together and uh, do my usual stream of consciousness just thinking out loud. But uh, before I read these, these are different scriptures that talk about defending yourself. In some cases, it may seem as though they're contradicting each other a little bit. Um, but once again, we're talking about the nature of God. The, the Bible is not cut and dry like uh, a, a clear rule book because when you read it, depending on what you're going through in your life, it will take on different meaning at those different times. You, you know, if you sit there and say there's only one meaning for this scripture is very closed minded. I mean, you could be going through something totally different uh, five years later and read the same scripture and it has a whole new depth and meaning. What this all comes down to is we are held accountable by the laws of the land. God placed those laws, in, those, those, those laws in place by, and those leaders who made those laws. Okay. So we have to respect the laws of the land. That's what we talked about a lot on this show today. But also, too, there's accountability to God himself. And, and God is a judger of your heart. If you you can, it's I, I'm, I'm, the scripture is eluding me at the moment, but there's scripture that says, you know, uh, a man makes, makes his plans and he thinks that they're right, but God will, in the end, will judge because the heart is corrupt or something to that effect. What I'm getting at is we can deceive ourselves and go, well, I, you know, like you could be secretly uh, lusting for, for bloodshed. And you're trying to use um, your moral code as a reason to be violent. Okay, none of this is about that. If you listen to Doug talk, you listen to uh, Jesse talk, and myself talk, we are um, all striving to be godly men and peaceful men. And this is about defending the the defenseless in your home or even in public if you're carrying open carry. Whoops, sorry, sorry about that. You're all right. <laughs> so I'm just going to read some different scriptures and let you guys think, uh, ponder this, and chew on it. But this is a complex issue. You need to be in prayer. Uh, and like Doug said, I love it. He said, you know, just like you're praying in the morning to set the tone for your day. If you're going to carry, you need to be uh, meditating in advance about what your role is in this world and and how God is going to judge you if you are too harsh or too hasty or too quick to anger. But anyways, the first one is interesting. It kind of contradicts this message today. It says, uh, it's from Romans 12, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it uh, leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So that means you've got to be really careful. You're not, you're not treading into God's territory and taking things into your own hands. Okay, and That's especially, I think, in, in regards to any type of revenge. So you don't want to, it's for defense, not revenge. Okay, uh, In Psalm 14, of David, blessed be the Lord, my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. God has never called us to be absolutely peaceful all the time. There's, like it says in Ecclesiastes, if you haven't read it, go and read it right now. There's a time for peace and there's a time for war. Okay, so there's a time for everything. Uh, this is not all cut and dry. Uh, let's see here. Um, Luke 22, he said to them, but now let the one who has a money bag take it and likewise a knapsack and let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. 
In Exodus 22, it says, if a thief is found breaking in and is struck so that he dies, there shall be no blood guilt for him. But if the, the sun rises on him, there shall be blood guilt for him because he's the thief. He shall surely pay. If he has nothing, then um, he shall be sold for his theft. So that means he would be sold into slavery. Matthew 5, 3, 8. Uh, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn, uh, turn him the other also. Uh, Romans 13, for he is God's servant for your, for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on, on the wrongdoer. I could keep going on. If you guys want to do your own search, uh, just do a search for uh, what does the Bible say uh, about defending yourself. There's a lot to ponder there. This is a complex issue. Don't think it's cut and dry. If you have a violent heart, this is not a topic for you to go. <laughs> do not go buy a gun. You have to be right with the Lord to be in this position to be a defender of others. That's my closing statement for today. <clears throat> excellent. Excellent. Outcast. I, I would completely concur on that, that you need to get right with yourself, right with the Lord before you go carrying that weapon or planning that um, ultimately put our faith in him alone. Yeah. Um, if we, if you can't do that first, I think you're trying to put yourself above him. So I think you have to get that in line first, get in the scripture, found like what Alcas is saying is what he's wanting us to do, not be vengeful. Uh, we're not the judge. He's the ultimate judge. And, Getting in line there first. If not, take a break from the weapon, take away from the whole defense thing, and get that straight first. And then, like you said, when you had some maybe some anger issues, get those things worked out first. Um, too much in life, great things in life to lose, you make a, a harsh, a rash decision, and you won't ever go wrong by getting in, in the Word of God. You never will. He'll, he'll no. steer you there. So. Excellent. Amen, good, brother. And good Doug, words. Doug, yeah, yeah, and Doug, I just want to tell you, um, just on the surface of the little bit I've known you through the show, you convey that perfectly. You are, Thank you. Um, you just, you come across like a rock. You are a solid dude and you are, uh, there's no bravado. You are just clinical and intelligent. And I love the way you approach all of your information. Everything that you say, I retain, it seems like I can retain you. You don't speak over my head. Uh, you make it everything, uh, understandable. And, um, I think that's your wisdom and discernment that God has given you shining through you. I, I, I pick oh, up on that you. from you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I really yeah. Appreciate very it. good. You so much. You're going to have to meet him outcast, um, <clears throat> one of these times so yeah. we can all get in the same room together, yeah. but, um, cool. I, I look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. The, um, uh, we, we have uh, a rumble right here. Um, Anything Amy says, awesome show. Great job, Fire Doug. I said 100 back to her. So there is a, a, um, a um, down here in Rumble, uh, Sandy Girl 63 says, uh, uh, an hour ago, she said this. Uh, she said, girls, uh, myself, I cannot pull back a Glock easy, especially when I get older. I'm ready with my Smith & Wesson revolver. Well, let me tell you something. Okay. Um, we, can, we can correct that right yeah, now. I, um, well, I have an answer, and you probably do too. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I bought my mom, or I had her buy it, uh, the Smith & Wesson EZ. It's a 9mm or three eighty. They make both. Um, it's a real easy slide rack, real easy load magazine. The springs are a lot lighter. Um, it looks like Doug is going to go and, and get something and come back. Uh, he's probably got something for you. But I know exactly what you're talking about. And for uh, people with smaller hands, sometimes it's easier or it's a little difficult to slide, pull the slide back, especially on newer guns. Those newer guns have really rigid springs, 
and really rigid, uh, you know, magazines and everything. So and, uh, that's why I like old guns, older guns, because everything is, it, it works a lot better. The metal's smooth and, um, but I would try uh, Sandy Girl 6.3. Try the Smith & Wesson EZ. Go shoot it at one of your local uh, uh, gun shops. Uh, I'm, I swear, you're going to love it. My mom, she loves it. She, she, she loves hers. It's a, uh, hers is a, the 9 EZ when it first came out. I was like, that's, that's the one you got to get. Because she can't pull my slide back either. Uh, but my old Smith & Wesson that I have, um, she can pull that one back. You have one there? Yeah, it's it's clear. The slide is back. He's going to show you something right here. I'll put you on the big screen. And again, this is, I hope she's still watching <laughs> Sandy Girl. But uh, it's not, if not, then uh, other people will get, get a hang of it. So, you ready? Yeah, I do want to show right. it's clear first. I want yep. to make sure. Uh, put it up against that white right next to you over there. Okay. So yep. So, yeah, go ahead. Slide is back. Yep. The right. slide is back here. Keep it up higher, right there. And if I tip it inside, put my finger, I can see it, put my finger in here. I will always do this before I even practice my dry fires. I will chamber this back, lock the slide back. Can you see right inside there? Yep. So it is empty in here. I'll make sure we're safe. Anytime you do this dry fire, we do this. I'll rack that slide back. I will look inside this. I'll put my finger in that barrel. I'll look. I'll look down again. I'll look away from where I'm, I'm concentrating at. I'll come back. I'll do it again. I'll make sure I double check every time. You just want to make sure the thing's empty. Yep. So with that, I'm going to release the slide back. There's no, there's no magazine. You see inside, there's no magazine inside there. So when I slide, let's slide forward. Yep. Slides back. You may have to talk. I'm going to stand to demonstrate this. So yeah. She was talking about, and this is quite common with uh, smaller women, maybe the mus- not as much muscle mass for this. A lot of people want to take this weapon and they want to come up top, grab this yeah, slide. Yeah, the, the way you're going to grip it is a big they, difference. And they want to rack that. We're going to rack it like this. Yeah. So he, the way of doing this, I'm going to stand up so you can explain. I'm going to okay. take and I'm going to use the force. It's easier for me to push away with my body, with my arm, to push away than it is to pull forward. Yep. Okay, our muscles are, are stronger that way. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stand up, and when you take that weapon, you want to. I'm going to hold the slide stable, use my hand on the grip, and I'm going to push away with that. The muscles are stronger. So I'm yep. going to go up here. So basically, he's going to do a real slow motion. Just stay in the light and get back. Go walk backwards. Right there, right there. Okay, so basically what he's going to do, you guys, you see the whole, the slide. He's going to hold that in place. This is traditional. And he's going to push the gun forward. I'm, I'm not moving. My left, this hand is not moving. I'm gripping this slide. Yeah, his left hand is not moving. It's staying right there. He's just pushing down. You see that? So if I have to go lower to show if it. She's doing it lower here. Yeah. Uh, where am I? Here. Yeah, you're good. You're good right there. So I'm gripping here. I'm not. I'm not pulling back like this with that hand. I'm right. gripping, holding, and I'm pushing away from my body. You're pushing. So you're pushing down with that hard. Your yeah. muscles are starting to push away. She'll be able to do that. Yep. I almost guarantee she'll be able to. Do it. The, hopefully that makes sense for you guys. Um, it, it it looks like it makes sense on the camera. Um, so basically, if you think about um. You just keep that slide stationary <clears throat> up top there. Keep the slide stationary and just push the handle of the gun forward yep. as opposed to holding the gun yes. and trying to pull that slide back. Because think about it. You you, you can't pull back it takes, strong it's, it's enough. The muscles are not as strong to pull back. Yeah. Push away. No, that was a good one. Yeah. So yeah. if you can't get one of those EZs, you know, Smith & Wesson EZ, then that right there, what he just showed you guys, that's the way to do it. And you can practice that. Um, like I was explaining when you were out there, I said it's when you get those newer guns, and those springs are hard. You have to break and, them in. Yeah, you, you got to break, break them in. in. It takes a long time to break them in. Uh, yeah, just like an engine break-in period. Yep. yep. So, and yes, the the slide will loosen up with regular yeah. use. 
And you want to oil it up and do all that stuff. Not too much, but, you know, <clears throat> clean up. But what you want to do is use it. Use it, use it. Get them rounds through it. I mean, I when I buy a new gun, I'll run boxes through that thing just yeah. to just to get it going. You want to get that newness off of there. I have about probably 60,000 rounds through this one alone. I think at least through that, that round. Again, good. It's pretty loose. So Yeah, that's a good one. Outcast, we got to go shooting. We, gotta, we all got to meet up and go. Yep. <laughs> yep. I just right. bought some rounds. I'm good. Did I'm you? Okay, good. Well, everybody out there, I hope you guys had a good time. Outcast, uh, you know, you already said your uh, your your goodbye, and uh, I'm just looking again right here. I'm looking to see if anybody's got anything, and I think that's it. So, uh, Doug, thank you so much for for coming yeah, in, brother. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah, this. It's been a good time, and uh, Outcast, um, we're good to go. He's talking about what about metal fatigue? Usually, that doesn't happen with this these the the, the steel yeah. that they use is it's we're beyond that now. Yep. Uh, every now and then you get a freak accident, but it's so far and few uh, between. Guns are so advanced right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't get a high point. Or well, you know, a high point is actually a good <laughs> yeah. weapon for people who can't afford it. Yep. You got a, about 100 bucks, you can yeah. get a high point nine. <laughs> yeah. They look funny, but um, yeah. hey, it, it, it serves a purpose for somebody. Okay. So I'm not trying to trash high point, but yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, it's the bottom. Uh, bottom of the of the shelf and you can go all the way up yeah. so if you if you got to get something yeah, you have something there for your family then there you go there start you with go. the high yep. point absolutely all right outcast you good Outcast, thank you so much it was great again thank you absolutely and you know you guys i'm gonna you know read this outro is, is before we go here so i'm gonna pick a song uh say congratulations one more time to uh jacqueline you won the uh the silver and um, yeah, I, I, like I said, send me the uh, send me the information so I can send it off to you, and we will get that taken care of. All right. So um, everybody else, let's see here. Oh, my screen just collapsed on me, so that's always fun. <clears throat> I wonder what Lionel Richie's doing right now. All right. So <laughs> here we go, you guys. I, thanks for thanks for tuning into the show, you guys. I want to say thanks to uh, not this show. <sighs> Doug, you over there pushing buttons on me? <laughs> All right, so just thanks to our guest tonight, Fire Doug. Yeah, okay. Monster Mike wants some uh, Megadeth. Oh, okay. For the next show, we'll do Megadeth. I'll All get right. some of that. <clears throat> right now, we got to kind of bring yeah, it down. We, we got to bring yeah. it down a little bit. But uh, thanks again, Fire Doug, for coming out here and, and, and being with me here in Outcast. And, uh, you know, this is a lot important stuff. Big boy stuff. Big boy, big girl stuff. So get out there, protect your families, defend your home, protect your castle. All right. Also, Outcast, thanks for all the stuff you brought and uh, that that bat that you have. You got to bring that out here. I want to play with that. That thing is cool. <laughs> um, every, yeah, there you go. Everybody else, read the description of tonight's show. Uh, we're going to find out all the valuable information, the show notes, and uh, everything to reach us and get in on the next raffle. I've got more coins right here. Um, get your five bucks in. Get your message in. Uh, dangerous any time of the week i'll get them and i'll accumulate them during the week so um everybody that was watching live thank you guys for participating in everything over on rumble i'm going to release the scratch in here in just a minute i mean on uh pilled foxhole and a rumble i'm looking for uh the uh, rumble rants i don't see any so uh on social media i need you guys to follow our new uh instagram it's at uh, dangerous info podcast instagram please i think we're in the 70s now outcast we should be in the thousands but I, you know, come on, we need your help, you guys. Um, tell tell you guys uh, your friends uh, about us and all that. So that's it, you guys. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Jesse James, and as you guys go through the week, remember to be bold, stay alert, and don't fall for the government media complex propaganda. It's coming at you at all levels, you guys. It's crazy out there. All right, so um, 
uh, there's solutions to all this stuff. And tonight we just went over a bunch of them. So I want you guys to think about implementing a plan for your house. Or if you already have one, go through it again with your family. Make sure everybody's still on point. And, uh, you know, it's going to be better for you in the future. Uh, there's too many other wild things going on in our news cycle. I don't even like talking about it. So uh, I know we're going to be dragged in there again probably next week, but that's okay. Next week we do have Marjorie Wildcraft from the Grow Network in because it's the uh, first Monday of the month. So we'll see you guys next, right here, next week, Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Look at that. It's almost 10 o'clock. All right. We love you guys. Stay dangerous, my Patriot friends. Stay dangerous. The word smart, right? Remember when smart came along? Smart car, smart mm -hmm. phone, smart meter, smart watch, smart everything. People, you yep. know, I, I I knew right away when I first heard it, um, it was, you know, S-M-A-R-T. People just think it's smart, like intelligent. It's not, okay? Smart, what it stands for, it's an acronym. Self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. SMART. I had no idea. I'm going to repeat that again. Self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. Okay. Wow. What this is.